Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 60. And if you are a fan of the podcast, you will note that last episode, I said it was episode 60, but I was wrong. Last episode was 59. This one is actually episode 60. I got the count wrong. All right. Sorry about that. Anyway, episode 60 is 1966 film directed by Michelangelo Antonioni, Blow Up, something we've talked about quite a bit. And we paired that with The Girl with a Dragon Tattoo from 2011, directed by David Fincher. Yes, the Fincher version of The Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Both very interesting films, a very interesting pairing. This was Eric Sheely's choice, which I highly uh, enjoyed as a choice of a pairing. Uh, and it got very, very heated as a podcast. Yes, in fact, Mr. Dan Thrawn had a very strong opinion which everyone on the podcast and everyone in our Twitch stream completely disagreed with him on. So you can see what you think. We would love to know if you actually agree with Dan or if you're with the rest of the world and disagree with him. Uh, That would be good to know. Anyway, lots of fun, really good episode. And thank you, Eric, for suggesting this. Um, So that being said, I'd like to remind everyone that this is, in fact, uh, a big thing that we've been starting to do. Our Twitch streams have become fairly popular. And this podcast was actually recorded back on January 16th. But if you want to actually be part of the podcast as they're recorded and be part of the conversation, you should totally do that. Uh, We are on twitch.tv slash martini underscore giant. And you should join us there. All of our podcasts are recorded uh, on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And that's GMT minus eight if you're interested. Uh, we, that's generally when we do things, we will let you know if things, plans change as they sometimes do, but that's generally when we do them Saturdays, uh, and this Saturday, uh, what we do is if we don't actually have a podcast to record, we will actually record a streaming party. And those are a lot of fun. Those don't turn into podcasts. That's just us watching a movie together and commenting on them. Uh, those streaming parties are generally films that don't involve a lot of analysis just a lot of fun to watch so if you'd like to join us for one of those watch parties this february 20th saturday at 3 p.m we will be doing running man yes the classic running man lots of fun and if it's anything like a robocop episode it's going to be a blast so please join us for running man on february 20th at 3 p.m all right i think i've said enough at this point so please enjoy Blow up and the girl with the dragon tattoo. I think we are streaming. I think we're, we are yeah. streaming, and my, my microphone should be good finally. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> oh, we're only one minute late. What am I complaining about? Yeah, no worries. All yeah. good. I really like your. Uh... What is that? Your uh, Nerf gun artillery set. Yeah, Brady got all these Nerf guns, and then he he. He was much more concerned about their display than he is actually firing them. Even though he well, has like, yeah. he says, oh, I don't want to waste the bullets. It's like, I got you like a thousand bullets. <laughs> yeah, guns are for shooting. Did we lose right? Dan? No. Can you hear me? No. Uh, you're back? Am there I back? Go. Yeah. Okay. I'm back. <laughs> hey, and uh, it looks like Eric Sheely is joining the chat. Hey, Eric. Hey. Hey. I think I. Uh, <laughs> I <clears throat> I started chatting, but then I lost it. Okay. There we go. Okay. There we go. All uh, right. Who is on? 
who's on who's on the chat stream today? Yes. Uh, we uh, we have Jason out there. We have uh, um, Skaki, a friend of mine um, from um, uh, the Thief uh, interest group in the world. Right. The Thief fandom is uh, uh, quite a talent in that realm. And uh, and uh, that's it. We'll see what we can grab. I just um, I just uh, send a ping out to Facebook, uh, both on my own personal and uh, Martini Giant as well, and on Twitter. Nice. So, see if we get uh, people loaded up on this thing. Uh, okay. But who knows? You know, it's a uh, it's a beautiful, incredibly warm day outside. So I don't blame people for being. It's it's actually almost eighty degrees outside, which is it's a little insane. wacky. It's a little strange. Yeah, that's unexpected. I was hoping to actually get out to enjoy some cold weather this winter, but that's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> I don't go outside. Right. Hold on. I'm trying to. Mute that. I'm trying to get back our Twitch stuff. I'm going to wait for a couple more people to arrive if people want to check this out. Go to our channel. Can I ask you guys a question? Can you guys hear me? All yeah, right. we can. Hmm? Yep. Um, how do you, in this interface, bring up the chat thing? Because I used to have it up, but now. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's a little awkward. It's actually over on the left hand side under the Martini Giant bug under the windows. You see that? There's a little arrow that says chat. That is it's not great design. Wow. No chat. offense to the uh, chat bots that are following us right now, but that is uh, not the... Uh... Chat bots? <laughs> <sighs> uh, the, uh, the Twitch monitor bots are... Uh can uh, convey that to their, their overlords that uh, yeah. your, your layout is... Uh, a little, somewhat, the a, little, a little on the 1996 side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's cool. How's everyone doing? Good, uh, good, good, good. Yes, we are. Uh, we are doing. Uh, we're doing okay. Like I, I mentioned before, like uh, I am starting. I started. Decided to start playing Pokemon Go again to get out of the house a little bit. Now, get, a little, uh, get a little. Get a little exercise. Well, get something to do while I'm walking, and you know. That's nice. It's not just thinking about doom and gloom. Yep. Yep. Now you're, start, now you're yeah. dreaming of catching digital animals. Yeah. Yeah. Just something extra to, to do. Not that I don't have enough things to do. I actually keep myself ridiculously busy most of the time. It's been a tough week. Uh, my uh, my mom's been in the hospital, so that's been a little bit tough. Oh, oh sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's it's a uh, it's actually okay, so it's not a big deal. I'm not going to make a big deal of it, but it's managing that stuff that gets tough. Sure, is um, she okay? Yeah, yeah, she's going to be okay. She's going to be okay. It's just anytime anyone has to go to the hospital these days, it's like uh. yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That's yeah, uh, not the yeah. time. Not the yeah, time. but she's uh, she's back in the East Coast, right? She's not looking. Yeah, LA. yeah, yeah. She's in Connecticut. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, for sure. Sorry, you lost sure. my video there for a second. I'll see if I can get it back. There we go. It's coming back. Well, uh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, this is, uh, there is, we can still hear you though, so that's fine. There we go. Um, there is a lot to discuss today. This was Eric's choice, right? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice. I like these movies. Mm -hmm. these are oh, favorites. yeah. Yeah, these are good ones. I have some thoughts. 
You got oh, thoughts God. on these? <laughs> I have thoughts. <laughs> Good I have time. a lot of thoughts on these, actually. Now, we, we, should, we should point out that at least two of us worked on one of these movies. Yes, we both worked on Blow Up. No, wait, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> uh, no, we both worked on Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. That's right. Uh, and we are the only studio that actually had, like, more than two names as a credit. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Which was also interesting. I was yeah. thinking about that. It's like, Wow. That's interesting. So, yeah. Uh, so we worked on uh, on Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, as you mentioned, um, which was interesting seeing that again. Uh, I don't. You have been watching this over and over again more recently, right, Dan? Yes. Yeah. I have my my. I had a uh, I had a, a change of heart on this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. That was unexpected because uh, obviously I'm a huge Fincher fan. I don't think like I'm not uh, like I don't. You? Am I still here? Still yeah, there? you're still here. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, go ahead. The um uh yeah, like man, I'm, I'm a huge Fincher fan across the board. Like I, but I don't automatically love his movies. In fact, like a lot of a couple of his movies, like I don't like the first time, and then I slowly come to like like the game. I didn't uh didn't really dig, and now I actually really love and mm-hmm. um and uh, like I'm not still not a big fan of Benjamin Button. Like I don't I don't fully click with yeah. that one. Like it's it's really nicely made, but I I don't really know what it's about yet right. um but uh girl with dragon tattoo like i i felt i just like i don't know what it was but uh when i first went to go see it i was like this just seems like a sort of confused mess and you know like I, I get it he did for the money and whatever and then i just didn't see it again you know and then uh and um and i maybe saw or maybe i saw it once uh in the past couple of years but recently i watched it again and something just sort of like clicked in my mind and i was like this is much better than i remember it being and then I watched it a number of times just in one week, and uh, the whole thing really started to make it up. up. Yeah, it's like a, it really, really, uh, yeah, un- unfolded. Um, and um, and now it is one of my favorite Fincher films, uh, which is unusual. So it's interesting. Uh, I guess we can start with this since we've already started with it. But um, it's interesting that that is how you feel about it because I felt similarly. But what I've what I do remember is you know I had watched or I'm sorry I had read the books, mm-hmm. so I read all three of the yep. books and the books are very very good. Yeah, uh, I've not read them. Yeah. Same with me. Yeah, they're yeah, very the they're very good books. And then they made the Swedish versions of the movies. Yep. Right. And the Swedish versions of the movies are almost verbatim the book. Like yes. very, very closely tied to the book. They're letter perfect versions of the of right material, right? Right. And production value is okay. It's TV, it's, it's TV, TV production value. TV right. production value. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. And 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 the and the the, uh, the second film and the third film are like slow degradations of that. <laughs> right. right. I've only I've only seen the first uh, the first film. But and- a lot of people really love the Swedish version because. Yes. It's yeah. just the first time they experienced the story when the story right. is yeah. really good, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. The Fincher version is slightly deviating from that. And mm-hmm. most of the people, including I think myself a little bit, didn't connect to the Fincher version right away. And yeah. I think because they don't 
they're they're like it's not like the original it's not like the book or whatever i think there's still some of that a little bit because the story is so powerful in the book they really connect with that and it's and, a pretty it's a pretty weird movie structurally like it's a, it's not an easy movie to just get right into no, no whether no. whether it's from a book or not like it's a like a, it's a it's a strange bit of work you know right yeah for sure for sure so i think that people like listen to this or or, or you know will watch the movie and it's like well in the book it had this oh there was so much more detail with this oh and that's you know like why did i cut all that out or you know whatever you know whatever that criticism is going to be mm-hmm. it's going to be some level of criticism um and i don't know if i necessarily felt that way although i did and it could be also that you know when you work on a film and you see it piecemeal here and there it kind of like takes the wind out of the sails when you're watching it ruins it yeah you know, right. you're you like you've ever been in right <laughs> yeah so it's a little bit harder when you're doing that to watch this movie right um and uh so i that is something i think um we, we some, something happened so when i watch it so i was like yeah it's it's pretty good it's pretty good right. but then when i watched it this time i'm like it's i just really liked it yeah, yeah. i really liked it yeah um it's there is a lot of stuff going on it's a complex story Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a, you know, it's got a lot of great mystery in it. Like it really got a lot of really great mystery. So, so now a, you said that the, like the, uh, like the, the original Swedish film, like represents the book very accurately. And the book is a great murder mystery, right? Yeah. But it doesn't have the same. Well, I'm, the acting is not the same to me. Right. The acting is pretty good, but it's right. not the same. And the quality of the film isn't as good. Right. And, and the editing and, isn't as tight and the music isn't but, as good. But they go into her, what happens to her mentally as a child in more detail. Sure. Yeah, it's a, and so they get like, that in the book too. Yeah, like that's, that's my well, question. That's what I'm saying. The book and the, the movie, but not the Fincher. Right. Yeah, no, Fincher is, Fincher definitely has something else in mind with his movie. But like with the, like I, I'm trying to, I guess I'm trying to understand like people, like oh, other people. audio start, cut out, Dan. What is happening? Hang on, I'm going to replug my. Oh, there you go. You're back. You said, no, are you back? No, we're still waiting for Dan. He said, Fincher had something else in mind is where we left off. Nope. We still don't hear you. Hold on. He's doing the old reset button. For those of you who are listening, is Eric still on? Eric's still on. He's I'm here. On. Yeah. Uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh. What was your um, what was your thoughts, Eric? Did what do you you saw the Swedish version as well? I saw yeah. all the sw- Swedish movies shows, yeah. and I uh, read all the books. Yeah. So when I saw the Fincher one, I I, I kind of go back to what Dan said. <clears throat> I, my initial impression was, uh, you know, he did it for the money. Right. So uh, I liked some of it, uh, but I kind of just put it in a way in the Fincher file of he did it for the money, which out of all, you know, I like Zodiac. I like, and I liked it, but it didn't, you know, but I just watched it again for the first time since last weekend. And I watched it again. And then I said, my God, I just, I walked, I usually kind of, um, when I make these comparisons of films, you know, like, Oh, we should watch this and this. 
right. it's not so much when I'm watching it. It's more at the end. If a good movie sticks with me, like I feel like I'm in Goodfellas, if I feel like I'm in a movie the next day and thinking yeah. about the scenes. And I just kept thinking about that movie and blow up. And I was like, God, it's just the same feeling I had because I love blow up. Hold on. I just, yeah. Yeah. Let me get Dan back deck. Can, can I hear your audio through Ninja? Can you, can you yeah. Okay, you're not going to be on OBS yet. I have to put you back on. Hold on a second. But Eric, you can keep talking. So essentially what I was saying was that, you know, it's usually, you know, when I make suggestions for the films, Dan, I don't know if you can hear me, but um, it's usually the next day. And I just kind of, uh, the same feeling I always had when I, finished watching blow up i had that kind of feeling uh and and kind of reflection on it and going over it analytically in my mind with this movie and so for me i just kind of um i uh you know i said let's pair them together because there's a there's a lot for me personally that i felt you know you know you watch blow up again and you watch this and it's you know entirely different directors but yeah it's yeah. not even because of the criminals, the scene of showing, you know, with stills, that kind of thing. But the Daniel Craig, there were moments where it's just like in Blow Up, where you just follow him, but you follow him in the same way. You're not, you know, you're, you're, you're tense for him. You, you, you like him sometimes. You're like, why would you do that sometimes? There's this kind of, and it, I didn't think about the books. Right. I didn't think of that. You can hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, great. Oh, I can hear you. Can everyone hear Dan on uh, on the chat now that I've got everything reset again? Just making sure Jason should be able to tell us. He's usually excellent at (laughs) being our QC. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, Eric, uh, I, yeah, I, I totally uh, like. I, I, as usual, you picked like like a weird combo that I really uh, that I really rang with. Like, I totally got it once I watched them back to back. I was just like, yeah, I, I, I have, a, I have. A, this creates a lot of opinions in my in my. Oh opinion yeah, and I, I, it's I, a great <laughs> pairing. It's a great pairing. But, but I do, I do still have thoughts because I compare the the afterthoughts, right? You know, because when you watch so much of the movies and I like watching strange films sometimes, but I just always loved blow up since I was in my early twenties and I could never put my finger on it. I loved the passenger and I, I couldn't put my finger on it. I didn't have the, 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 the filmic language to say, Oh, this is what I just always. And when I watched the dragon tattoo, not looking at it, watching it like, Oh, Fincher cashed out, but you know, right. he's got to make money. I was like, wow, that's the next day. I was like, God, they're like both seen. Like, my, why are they so similar? Yeah. And that's why I just threw it out there because it was just running through my head. But I watched Blow Up again today for like the 20th time. And it was like, man, there is, I, I don't know if he pulled from it or he just inspired or, you know, people, well, I things think, run yeah. through people's head when they create and, you know, they can't pin it to what some certain things. Well, I think it's a it's a really inspired uh, uh, inspired uh, uh, pairing, and uh, like there's a lot to there's a lot to get into on it, I suppose. Um, yeah. Uh, I uh, if we get like to focus on Dragon Tattoo just for a second, because blow like when we get to blow up, like I think that's going to open up the whole other side side of the conversation on on Dragon Tattoo. <laughs> you want to hear my synopsis of Blow Up? You're not going to like it. Here, give it to us. 
The reason it's called blow up is because it takes a five minute short and blows it up into two hours. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. Yes, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. Uh, yes. yeah, and make sure that you take three minutes between each dialogue take so that right. you can stretch out that two hours as much as possible. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I understand where you're coming from. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to be on Eric's side on this one. I'm, I'm a huge Antonioni fan and uh, like uh, Dude, when they did, and, uh, when they and did the stills, and focusing on the stills, mm -hmm. I realized, I was like, oh my God, he put the audio of the trees and the... Yeah, in the park, beautiful. right? It's right. so beautiful because you're just there. You're right. like, yeah, it's there, really something. You're nervous for him, and you you just you get, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, because blow up brings up brings on the sort of like the, all the like the philosophical stuff that uh, I will I would also like to talk about with Dragon Tattoo, um, like. Once we open up that can of worms, like that's the second that's the second part of the show. Um, oh, but like, audio, no. Oh, what's up? Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Keep, stay there. Oh, you're back. You're back. You're back. There's some, it's, oh, these, you know what? I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to say Kraken headphones are shit. <laughs> like I have an anti, this is the second pair I got and the wires are plain old broken. That's what's happening. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We lost our Kraken, uh, Kraken money. Sponsorship. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that. This if this is the same thing that happened to my last pair, like I thought the other one was just a mistake in the packaging and got the wire got bent. If this seems like the same thing going on, I'm just gonna be like, that's that's the end of my love affair with Kraken. They have a great microphone for these headsets, but that's about the end of that. Um, in any case, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I take it back, Kraken. If it if it ends up being something else, it's probably me. But okay. nonetheless, uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, that uh, uh, the the book seems like. Um, uh, I know I've not read the book. Uh, I did see the original Swedish movie and the original Swedish movie was my first experience of this thing. And I thought this, this was a great bit of Swedish TV. Like yeah. that, that was, that was basically my impression of it. It was like, it's a cool plot, you know, like the characters are nifty and detailed and interesting. And it's, uh, like, like it plays just as a great thriller, you know, it's just a really, really tight, very well constructed, specifically Swedish thriller. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and so like, I, uh, I assume that's what the book feels like as well. Uh, I don't know. No, you know what it is? I'll tell you what, there's something about the book. So, so get, keep in mind, mm -hmm. everything is tainted in the way you do things. Right. So for me, I listen to the audio for audiobook version of it. Right. Oh, right so yeah. the audiobook version is immediately tainted by the, 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 the voice and the narrator themselves. The narrator, right. right? Yeah, sure. So, but it had a grittiness to it and especially the way the narrator read it, that it felt really gritty right. in a really right. interesting way. Right. And that uh, was, and, and it's a, and by the way, the English translation of the book is, is very good. Oh, good. good. Okay. Okay. So um, that's a that's another portion, and I'm going to talk about this in a second because everything is an interpretation. I'm talking about a Swedish book that's translated into English, so that's automatically <laughs> right. an interpretation. Right. Then it's interpreted in tone by the narrator, who's yep. doing right. different voices and different things, and it brings on everything. So that's an interpretation. Then there's your own mind. That mm -hmm. visually interprets whatever you're being read to or reading, right? So you see you, your mind's eye is another interpretation of mm -hmm. the visuals of what's going on, which is specific to you. 
which is specific. Yeah, yeah. it's a personal experience, right? right? And then the next thing is you have a Swedish version of a book, and it's like, oh, well, um, okay. So it it has all. When I saw the Swedish version, it's like, yep, this is the story verbatim of what happened, but somehow it didn't have the emotional impact of it. Right. When I saw the Fincher version, it felt more like their characters. Like it felt like even though there's a big portions of the plot that's missing, the it like the 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 girl uh, the 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 newspaper owner who is his lover, right? Yep. Like there's way more detail into their torrid love affair and all that that's stuff, right. right? Right. But they but they they summed it up in in Fincher's version. They summed it up and it was like, you know, he's uh, with her. She uh, it broke up his marriage, uh, but not hers. Like, well, but, yeah, what's sort of, sort of interesting, and like they, he, Fincher does a lot, man, he does this a lot in his movies generally. It's like he gives you backstory via casting, right? Yeah. And, uh, and Robin Wright Penn is, uh, is a wonderful actor, great actor. Um, yeah. But, you know, like she's had, like her public life is part of who she is in this movie because right. of her, you know, busted marriage with Sean Penn and like, you know, everything else, like all that sort of comes along with, his casting, you know, and, uh, and, uh, so she comes into the role. She's obviously, you know, this incredibly sharp, uh, 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 serious person in real life. Uh, and, uh, she's been through, uh, awkward, gross marriages in real life. And I know all this stuff about her when she's shows up in the movie. Uh, and so he kind of rolls that into, uh, the making of the film. And the same with Daniel Craig. The one thing you know about Daniel Craig is that he's James Bond. And he is uh, like putting him in, putting James Bond in this movie where he's totally not James Bond is awesome to me. Right. Yeah. It's a, like, a, like it's using, he's using this to uh, deepen what I, how I understand the characters just by how I, how I know the actors that are being put in these roles. But it's also, there's a lot more to it. There's a richness to it. There's the, the camera work, the lighting. Oh yeah. The, like the, it, it's the, 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 the Swedish version. And I, and I mean, it's literally, it's, it's flatter. Now I know that the lighting in Sweden is flat, but, yeah, but somehow it's not, it's not a, I mean, I don't know who shot this. And I don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings. Right. It's not a particularly good looking film. It's just a television. No. Right. Like, yeah. But they're also shooting a series and so the budget is spread out over those episodes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm just saying, thing. like, I, without without any regard to how much it costs or anything like that, just my experience of which one looks better. Well, Fincher's looks better. Like that's the way that that is. Sure. Like, there's like they they obviously had trillions of more dollars to make it work. Um, but like, if I'm putting them back to back, like the original Swedish one, like it's not doing anything photographically to pull me into that movie. It is right. a regular TV movie. Right. Um, it's fine. It's not bad, uh, but it's it's just sort of there. It's too, it's, it's cursory. And the, other, the other thing is specifically her, uh, Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. Like in the Swedish version, she's she's too buff. <laughs> she's too stout. <laughs> Interesting. You know what I mean? Interesting. Right. And, and then with with, with uh, 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 was it Mara Rooney? That, yeah, that's what it is. Rooney Mara. Yeah. yeah. Rooney yeah. Mara. Yeah. Uh, she's she has the look that. I felt was described that she's vividly described in the book. Mm -hmm. Right. And she has that look right. uh, that's, that's very fitting of that. She could almost be a little frailer, a little sicklier. Right. Right. They do show off her, you know, horrible diet a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, right. And so, 
that's but i think also the, the filmmakers had a yeah, they had a great thing is that all that other materials made. So you had a, a reference launch point of what not to do and what to do. Yeah, and, yeah. And so that helps. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, absolutely. I mean, like I didn't like I I think like in fact like I think that you know um, seeing the Swedish one sort of hindered me liking the Fincher one on the on the first go round because and have Swedish, you seen the Swedish version before the Fincher version? Yeah, and that's and so the yes. Uh, and, and so the like the effect of the Swedish yeah, one. Yeah, I saw. Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 we can hear you. Um, I saw all that stuff before, right? Uh, and so I just, I, I didn't. Um, I he's back. So I yeah I didn't. Um, I just like I said earlier, I thought Fincher did it. Just I didn't understand why it was made, being made when I enjoyed the book. Me personally, it's yeah. like, oh, I read all the books and I saw the TV stuff. Oh, okay. So why is he making this thing? Yeah, I guess he's just got paid a lot of money. Right. So, okay. So I approached it, but, you know, in retrospect, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a beautiful film when you right. come back to it like today. And I'm, I'm wondering if Daniel Craig kind of took a pay cut because he wanted to escape that bond thing. Oh, you know? I definitely think so. I, I don't so know what, it's, I don't know what he I'll do it for whatever. I'll do it for whatever, just so I can stretch my legs. Right, because like I, I think I think that the like my my hang up you know, initially watching it, I think like part of it is that uh, is that uh, it is <laughs> Skaki kind of brings this up in the uh, in the chat. Like uh, like for instance, it's totally obvious who the killer is in Fincher's version. Like, and it's totally obvious because you cast Stellan Skarsgård. And you don't right. cast Stellan Skarsgård unless he's the crazy murderer. Like that's just what you're gonna do. It's like, of course that's it. <laughs> and so um the movie isn't trying very hard to be a murder mystery, um, the way the Swedish one is. Like the Swedish one's actually like a, a real it's a murder mystery movie, and it's really entertaining that way. Right. Um and so uh like trying to follow Fincher's as a as a murder mystery, I was like, I'm just not feeling the like the tension and the vibe going on to you know, to snag me in the intricacies of the plot the way that the but that's the did. thing that I think you're right you nailed it because the the thing is <clears throat> they go through a whole montage about all the documentation which is like hundreds of pages in the book right right where he's like okay I found the photo I did this and they do a great job of the photos and you're right Eric there's a lot of similarities between the photo stuff and blow up and the photo stuff and oh, yeah, obviously sure. yep. uh, so there's a, there's got to be an influence there's got to be you know Fincher is too good a director for that not to have been an influence yep. in what he did but what this movie is about is about relationships between people yes. <laughs> and about yes. how people yes, yes. even how we act and react towards people that are evil Yes. Right. Yes. And, 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 and why people do the things they do and how we, how we would act in those specific situations. Right. Daniel Craig, uh, uh, Mikhail walked into the house knowing that the guy's a murderer. Yep. He and he gets called <laughs> out on it. Yeah. And like, and the murderer says to him, it's amazing that people would rather, uh, you know, put the, put their lives in danger rather right. than, than, than embarrass themselves or be awkward. Right. You know, <laughs> and know. the thing is that scene is is juxtaposed to her walking into her rapist's house. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, she, that is, that's the difference. Those right. two scenes are the difference. Well, yeah. Like, and, I, and, and I she's think, the one who knows how to deal with the rapist. Right. <laughs> and, and like, I, I think, uh, like I want to throw in there like, I Not totally agree with you. Therapist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Both the, um, <laughs> Both. the, uh, like, I think to just to add to what you're saying, like, I think specifically this is a, like this played really clearly as a generational movie like a generation generational relationship film um right. because like there are and it, this didn't occur to me the first time i saw it at all but now it's like clear as day you have essentially the uh the mostly villainous boomers um who wreck the world and have poisoned the social structure and are continuing to do their awful shit right um you have the a uh, sort of uh, depressed agnostic Gen, X, Gen Xer main character in Daniel Craig, mm-hmm. um, who uh, really just can't get out of his own way and wants to be left alone so that he doesn't feel worse mm-hmm. um, and feels like the world is too big to fix the problems of. Right. Uh, and he's, you know, he's essentially, you know, beholden to the, the boomers. Right. Right. And then you have the millennial character, and the millennial character like doesn't trust anyone because obviously the boomers are a bunch of fucking murdering scumbags and generation X is lost up its own ass. And, uh, and slowly she comes to trust the gen X character, right? To her detriment. <laughs> and that is the heartbreak of the, that's movie. the betrayal. Yeah. That is the, that is actually what the movie is. And when I saw that, the ending made me actually cry this time i was just like oh my god i totally missed this the first time but now the the when it all comes together and the ending sequence like that is one of the saddest things i've seen in decades and it's such a it's such a big thing to say and to sort of like not just put it into like a murder mystery movie um but to also go like man most of the world um, it's incredibly successful novels, incredibly successful original films. Like most of the world already knew the story and Fincher just goes, you already know the story. Why am I going to bother trying to fucking sell you on a murder mystery that you already know who the killer is? So right. it's selling Skarsgård. Instead, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, make this entirely about juxtapositional relationships between these people, how they don't, how Daniel Craig totally fails to realize how he's influencing this woman's life and how she is influencing his and what his responsibilities are to himself and to her and uh and how everything falls apart uh out of this failed this one failed relationship and uh and in the end of the movie it's just it's just heartbreaking incredibly crushing you know? well there's a lot that goes into the message of this and there was another one that was fantastic message and i I think it, I mean, I don't know that much about Swedish history, but I knew a little bit about Swedish history, mm-hmm. but that scene where he goes into the Nazi's house. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he's talking about that. And he says, uh, the Nazi says, you know, it's like, no one comes to visit me. He's like, well, maybe if we, you redecorated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, right. he says, he goes, <laughs> and why hide, why hide the past? Why, why not, you know, accept this, uh, you know, why not accept this? Just, everyone wants, you know, they, they all want to hide behind the, the fin veneer of what their true, their true character and their true past is all about. Because right. you're talking about your family. 
No, I'm talking about Sweden. <laughs> I'm talking about Sweden. Exactly. <laughs> and when he says that, it's like, ouch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I think that, this, that, that kind of thing, because that applies to like that, 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 uh, There's a lot of uh, Nazis in Sweden, by the way, just so people know. That. Yeah, exactly. And, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like that sentiment applies to virtually everybody in the film. You know, it's like who you are pretending to be versus who you actually are. Right. Uh, and like, you know, um, uh, uh, the, uh, I can't remember the, her character's name, but anyway, um, uh, uh, Elizabeth San, uh, like Sounder, like yeah. she, she is like she puts a lot of obvious defenses up, but she is who she is all the time. She's not pretending about who she is. Right. Like she's got knives out all the time for everybody. Um, and that's the the like her defenses are not lies. Like she's just she's just saying, "I'll kill you if you try and even get close to me." You know, I will destroy your entire life, um, right. and uh, and so she so she is very strong in that aspect, right? But she's also extremely lonely because she's the only honest person in the movie. Yeah, but like, what she does is not honest. No, That's like yeah, like what, like yeah, like what she's like the stuff she's doing. I mean, like the stuff she is doing. Like she is trying to obviously break in, get information, et cetera, et cetera. But right. like you can read that in, in sort of like she is trying to dismantle other people's dishonesty. Like, right. like, uh, like uh, she's doing nope, something illegal. No, nope, no, nope, nope. Dan, we lost you. Oh, sorry. It's the wire. Hang on. It's all right. Better, <laughs> yeah, better, better. All right. Yeah. Um, dismantle other people's dishonesty. That's yes. Where you, that's where we left off. And so, like, uh, so she, because she really, she, like, she is honest, right? Um, with everyone uh, all the time, and she's you know, she's heartbroken and angry. That's sort of the source of her personality, right? right? And that she honestly connects to Daniel Craig. You know, it's not like he doesn't connect to her. He just doesn't realize the value of the connection. Right. Like, he, he doesn't realize the, how how like you no. Know, they said I like. He says I like working with you. Yes. And he's right. like, that's like he can say that to anyone. He's like, that's cool. She says the same thing, but he doesn't realize how big a deal it is when she yeah, says that because like he's that. only thinking about himself of course like like this is the like this is the generational thing again like like she's in the position of just like i'm literally trying to like she is in an emotional way trying to save the world right yeah and the world is un is is inherently unsavable and so she is heartbroken like nobody is trustworthy everyone's a liar the world is horrible but i will continue to try to break down these lies like I yeah. just hate the world. He shows up and he's like, "I'm actually I'm not like the boomers. I'm actually a really good guy. You can see that I'm actually I want to you know stop this killer of women and right. I'm a genuine like he is a genuine person and he is a likable person, but he is only concerned with himself. That's he's a weak character though. He's a weak he's a weak character, right? And yeah. she invests in him because he is being honest about his feelings. But in the end, when it comes to her, I mean, she like, she, she, uh, saves his life 1000%, you know? Right. Um, and, and he is almost clueless to it because he doesn't, he's not really aware of who she is or what she yeah. means to him. You know, he'd rather be in his comfortable fucking shitty relationship with his sort of girlfriend, someone else's wife person. <laughs> she's, she's a strong person. well it's also yeah. i think he has you know 
problems dating someone who's his daughter's age. You know what I mean? Well, sure. Absolutely. So, so I think that's, that's, and that's, that's, that, that, is his, that is his self-consciousness, you know, like that is yes. like, like the, like, I'm not saying that they should end up going out, but he is completely uh, absent in terms of his end of that relationship. Right. But, but that's what she was implying by taking him the jacket and the card. Right. Do you know what I mean? That, you know, let's date, but the, yeah. it's, it was a very unreasonable thing, even though she made the moves on him. And he's a weaker guy around stronger women. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that she knows she doesn't fit in. And that's why she goes and does what she does. Because, you know, I always looked at her character as like, not, uh, she's kind of was thrown a bad card. Mm -hmm. So in a way, it's, let's dismantle some people just because I was thrown a bad card and it's hypocrisy and it's bullshit. But she has her own baggage. I just, when that left, it was very sad you know, the scene you're talking about at the end, but at the same time, it's like that would never have lasted. No, well, of course no, no. not. No, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not talking about like, I'm, I'm talking about the idea of them going out. It's like, I'm not trying to ship these guys as like, oh, I'm, I can't believe they don't end up together. Like that doesn't make any difference. I'm saying that like, as a personality, like her, her entire character arc is she learns to trust this guy and it was not worth it. And that is sad. <laughs> like that's, right. well, that's the, the one time I let my guard down. Exactly. Yeah. And like and that is really crushing because she's the only person in the movie who is standing by what she believes in. Right. Trying to so, act so on So we it. we know we know from a fact, you know, one of the reasons she is the way she is is that because she's been betrayed by men for so long, right? right. So yeah. men have always been horrible to her. Right. Additionally, we also know that 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 Bloomfest is uh, <laughs> he's uh, uh completely dominated by women. A hundred percent. Right. Yep. Even when his girlfriend comes to visit him, he's like, well, are you coming to bed? Cause I'm leaving tomorrow. So like come over <laughs> right. here so I can fuck you and I right. can go home. And right. like, that's her, that's her line. Right. And he's like, yes, right. ma'am, I'll be right there. I'll be in bed, you know, to right. service you. And this is not like, it doesn't say anything. <laughs> they're not saying anything negative about women with that. Like they're no, saying they're something not. negative about like, he's a spineless, he's a spineless idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's and like, clueless. Like, that's it. Like he's he can't, he exactly. can't, he can't see. Well, he's good at investigating. Like, do they prove that he's good at investigating? He's right? smart. Yeah, absolutely. He's a smart person. He's figuring things out. He's got like, oh my god, I figured out the angle of the camera. He did a right. really good job of all that. He's just not good at understanding women. Now, listen, I'm, I'm guilty of that too. I think sometimes I'm an idiot when it comes to what women are trying to tell me. Same. Uh, but, but you know, that's that's just comes with the territory. But it's really <laughs> yes. well pointed out in this film. And I think that the, the, that the, her character is very strong. Now I know. So, so on our Facebook, on my Facebook feed or on our Facebook feed, Jasper was saying, I really hope you bring up the Swedish versions because those are so great. Now, the thing is, I think the Swedish versions, like I said, are uh, about the books and try to make sure like, all right, get ready for episode two, get ready for episode three. You know what I mean? Like they leave you with those cliffhangers that are not. It's a good murder mystery. Right. But they leave you with that series that you're going to watch all three and it's going to continue going. Right. Now, listen, episode two and episode three or, you know, the second book and the third book, they're, they're great. They're good books. It's just that what Fincher did with this movie is to take the first book, emphasize a different take on it and mm -hmm. give it a beginning and a complete ending. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like, right? it has an emotionally complete story. It's a complete story. Now, I know some people have a problem with it because they love the details, the super, super big details that are available in this. But, but mm -hmm. Fincher is taking the content and rephrasing it and putting it into something different, which I think right. is very, 
seeing it again recently, I was like, you're right, Dan, this is a very good film. Yeah. Well, it, well the thing is, I, I, I can't, um, like, I can't speak to the, the difference between the book and the original film. Um, cause I haven't read the book, but like, I, uh, I know that people love the fact that it's very accurate to the book and I, I, I understand where that comes from, but I don't, I never feel that way ever about books. Like right. I do, I don't care whatsoever if it's even remotely like the book that it comes from. I only care whether it's a good movie. And, oh. uh, and so they can change things. Like, I mean, like Blade Runner is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. And Do Anders Dream of Electric Sheep is one of my favorite novels. They are two separate experiences. They have nothing to do with one another except for a couple of names. And they mean totally different things. And right. I'm utterly fine with that. With this thing, like, I think that... Same with iRobot. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> book, like the movies that fail me are book report movies. Like right. when, when I can watch a movie and I'm like, this is clearly just telling me what happens in the book. This is not its own film. Right. You know? And like, and I, I, and I had a problem with game of Thrones. Like the first uh, season was that right too. Yeah. It's just like, I don't, I don't give a shit about like, like with the, um, for instance, the, uh, I haven't read the Harry Potter books. Right. And I try, I watched the first two and I thought that they were like pretty good little kids movies. I was like, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch these. These are, this is like, this is little kids trash. You know, this is just mm-hmm. bad. But then I saw the third movie and the third yeah, movie is a genuinely great film. Like that's, yeah, a, that's a good film. A really, really great film. Right. I was like, oh shit, are these, does this turn it to this? There's I'll definitely watch this. This is great. Right. And then immediately the fourth one I watched and I was like, I didn't understand one thing that happened in the fourth one. I was, I was utterly lost Yeah. with the plot. And like, well, you have to read the books. You have to know all this stuff because you know, I'm like, I don't have to, I shouldn't ever have to read a book to get a movie. Thank you for that on the in the chat by the way. So yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh the 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 thing is uh, also I think you know that that's uh that was interesting is um so what what's the old do you, do you guys know the old Molière saying you know you guys know who Molière is right the the yeah. French playwright? playwright. Yeah, yeah. He said uh Molière. he said translations which I will say in this case is interpretations or ad- adaptations. Mm-hmm. Uh, are like wives. The beautiful ones are not faithful, and the faithful ones are not beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's a little bit of a you know sexist remark. Sexist, but not misogynistic. But but nonetheless, uh, 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 that's how it is. It's like if you're going to be exactly doing it, it's like okay, all right. Like yeah. you said, book reports. Like yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh, I could care less. I could care yeah. less. Like you, when you, when I feel like a movie, because like, I mean, there are movies that are not based on books that feel like book reports and like they suck. Right? And I, right. and I can't put up with that. Whereas like, I think that by seeing the, and this is not to diss the original dragon tattoo adaptation. Like I thought it was like, that's a perfectly enjoyable movie. Like that's mm-hmm. good. Um, or like, it's a perfectly enjoyable TV movie. Like right. everything about it is good. It's not very well shot, but it's fine. Uh, and uh, like, it's a good tight, fun story like when i went into unconsciously when i went into finchers i was like okay let's have a really good you know Fincher version <laughs> the Fincher version of that mystery and yeah. instead he's doing something he's making like a really really deep broad um statement about people <laughs> and and i didn't i wasn't prepared to receive that and right. uh and i think that's that that uh, ultimately, it happens with a lot of Fincher's films. Like people don't also, get it on the first time around. I also think it's like you know the, where you are at the moment in your life when you're ready to see yep. things. You know, what yep, I mean, for sure. And right okay. now, we're all in a different little zone in our lives, and uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, and mm-hmm. as you know, things happening. And 
I loved Mank. So yep, I've same. been on a, you know, I've been a, on a Fincher can do no wrong <laughs> yeah, situation yeah. right now. I so also rewatched though, Seven yesterday. So yes, I'm doing the same thing. So yeah. so I think that suddenly I'm like, you know, hey, you know, I'll, and then you've been talking about going to Dragon Tattoo for so long. I was like, I'm going to watch it again. And so suddenly I'm watching it. I'm going, this is awesome. This, this is, is a, so good. It's a great film. This it's a, a good film. film. And she's, she's really good. He's she's really great. good yeah. at yeah. being just not all a there. Simp. Yeah, he's great. I love Craig in this. I think and, and, and he's not, and you know what? He's not overdoing it. He's just like, yeah, I, I've made that mistake. Or like, yeah. it, these are common mistakes. Yeah. You as a human, because he is really, he's a, he's a proxy for us. Yeah. Of stumbling through this world yeah. of it's not wishy washy, well meaning, right. nice guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and he really smart to put two and two together, but doesn't sort of get to you know what yeah. the meaning of four. He's, really he's is. good at the specifics, right? And yeah. he's, but he just does not get the big picture like at all. And right. and meanwhile, like you're getting this deeper and deeper story of what happened uh, to uh, the disappeared uh, sister, right? Right. And like that is like as that happens, like like this is it's just a great bit of structure because. That coming to understand that story not only uh, sort of emphasizes the generationality of what's happening, but that is the emotional version of getting to know Lisbeth. Like, it, like she becomes this. There's this deeper unknown character within Lisbeth that is essentially performed by that story. Mm-hmm. And where did that person go? Right. So like symbolically what you're what the movie is hunting for is like all that we can see of Lisbeth is this very spiky outer shell, right? Where mm-hmm. the, the disappearance, the mystery of the movie isn't where did the, the Swedish sister go? It's where did Lisbeth go? Where is Lisbeth? You right. know? And that and it gets me choked up to think about it. Because like the, the the movie lets you discover her, right? right? And it does it with this alternate story that is, you know, with the a whole different character, but emotionally it supplies that for you and emphasizes the fact that you have come to love this person uh, as a, as a, as a character more than anybody else in the film. And uh, when she returns that investment um, back to Daniel Craig, I'm, like you're saying is Daniel Craig is, or, is a stand in for us. Mm-hmm. Like when she says, I can love you back. Right. Uh, then he's like, and he and he blows it, like I was like, that is the that is the saddest I could be in this movie. It's also yeah. like, it's like she goes out and spends all this time to find what happened to a missing daughter, mm-hmm. right? But in the process, she's using that so she can get either a pol- some way redemption for what she did to her father, or mm-hmm. get a new father. Oh, without and, a doubt, yeah, yeah. And like he's, the reality is, the best scene is at the end is when he um, he hugs her. I forget his name, and I love his movies. God, I lost my mind. The old guy. Oh, oh Christopher anyway. Plummer. Plummer, sorry. Yeah. And he hugs her, and you see her in the doorway, and she's she almost gives this kind of "my job is done" look, and she leaves, which was so unusual for her. Mm, but right. it wasn't. It wasn't like she teared up. She's like, "Okay, job is done." Like right. somehow by doing this, things would have changed for her. Yeah, right. Um, and well, because she, she's trying to, she's trying to uh, destroy the, like she's trying to replace the 
the the damage that her father did. Uh, and she also tried to burn him. So right, that exactly. too. And, right. and she's trying to destroy her father and have faith in good men again, right? Um, and Daniel Craig seems to be that to her. And she wants to believe that that's true. But he is ultimately too weak to take the burden of that. And uh, and for her to put herself out there like that and have it be, like, not even rejected, but just sort of unanswered. Like, it's just like, it, it's, it's yeah, like, that I think is symbolic of how, uh, like, people in the world that are her age feel about how the rest of us and the people who came before us have treated the world. Right. And have treated and have treated them indirectly by handing them a giant plate of burning turds and saying, I don't know, fix it. You're going to live there. <laughs> you, know? Right. you know, like, thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. You know, and and to see this one moment where like maybe somebody cares, maybe actually somebody gives a shit about us. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm, to- I'm too self-involved. And I got to go back to my, 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 my shitty ridiculousness to to defend him just slightly. He is a little bit of an idiot. He is definitely a bit of an idiot, Hmm? but to defend him slightly, he, he, he's weak with women and he's going to sleep with them if they ask him to sleep with him. And especially Hmm. if they're forceful the way she was. Right. Hmm. Right. So he did not see a relationship with her except for, she is an assistant that I really need and I respect her and I admire Absolutely. her. Absolutely. And she wants to have sex with me and she's, you know, going to dominate also, me either way. So he also did it to get himself out of a bind. Right. He's like, he's in his small little world. I'm, I'm not, I'm not really blaming him. No, he didn't him. blow anything if he didn't want to be with her in that way. Anyway. Yeah. Like he, it's like, it's rather he, he missed what he could have learned from this. And, and he, like, instead he just returns to his normal, like closed world of stress. Like he could have grown and he doesn't grow. And I don't right. mean that it's like they could have hooked up. I mean, like even if he had just understood for a second, what was going on for her, like then he would have changed as a person, but he is too uh, blinkered in his point. Of, he's too scared of the world that was created by the boomers to right. want to re- deeply interact with anybody. Like he has a much more sort of functional um, f- sort of front end, like he's a he, like he's a charming, charmingish guy. He's successful, all this kind of stuff, but he really doesn't know how to uh, interact deeply with anybody else because he's afraid of that. And that is exactly what Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth is like. But uh, she's like she's very spiky about it, and he's very soft about it. But they both are making the same mistake, which is like, I don't know how to communicate with people. I don't trust them, so I'm going to figure out a way to basically ignore them or have them ignore me. Right? right. He's the soft version. She's the sharp version, and she learns from it, and he doesn't. And that's why this movie is a tragedy, and mm. it's a tragedy for both sides. Because like, meanwhile, you know, uh, Millennium Magazine. She's a millennial. Millennium mm-hmm. Magazine is being bought out by the Boomers, literally, right. in the movie. <laughs> like, that's about as symbolic as it gets. You sure. know, he is disenfranchised, and the and the Boomers now own these people. They, right. That's it. They own everything that's meaningful. That's that. The end. You know. Yep. And and that's like like all this stuff. Like I don't know why I didn't see it before. I have no idea. But like when that all sort of came crashing together on my recent viewings, I was like. 
Jesus Christ, this fucking guy. Fincher is like, he's like, he's known for him doing a zillion takes. Like, I can see why. Because he's trying to do something that's so uh, subtle, you know, and so finely crafted um, that it's easy to miss. It's incredibly easy to miss. Yes. You know? But yeah, it's Absolutely. a, it's a, it's a re- really, uh, it's a really, really wonderful and, and heartbreaking movie. And I, like, I was, I was chatting online the other day and um, I was asked, you know, like, do you, uh, do you want Fincher to return to this? Or, you know, like, you know, uh, do or you miss the, that they never got to make the sequels. And I was like, you know, not, su- not super duper. Like if this is the only one, that's yeah, fine. I'm perfectly fine with this being the only film. Yeah. In fact, that's the thing I was trying to, the point I was trying to make is like, it doesn't need to be get ready for part two, right. just like a Marvel film. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like have a post credit thing. That's yeah. like, okay, here we come. Yeah. And then, Elizabeth you know, and then what happens? Ooh, yeah, and then she, are they ever going to get back together? <laughs> Let's see what happens in <laughs> exactly. part two. It's like, Oh my God. But yeah, it. like that, and that's, and that sort of uh, leads a little bit into the blow up half of the conversation, which is just like, there is a, uh, like I misread this movie. Uh, I misread um, uh, uh, Dragon Tattoo because I wasn't expecting depth. I didn't give it any depth, like, which is basically the fucking mistake in the movie. You know, mm. the mistake, the mistake that gets made in the movie. Um, right. And, uh, and like people that didn't like it, didn't like it because it wasn't something else, you know, it wasn't like the book or it wasn't like the such and so. And, uh, and so much of how you receive this movie is whether or not you are open to what this movie is offering. Mm-hmm. And when actually I'm going into it, I didn't even know that I was going into it with incredible preconceptions that were going to hinder me from actually enjoying it the first time. But like, it's like now I'm, and just now I can just watch him say like, all these fucking scenes are great. When you put in uh, hanging Daniel Craig up by a meat hook while playing uh, Orinoco Flow, like, yeah. how did I not love this the first time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's just straight up amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's so good. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, man, man. Just fantastic. And the music is beautiful. Trent Reznor and uh, Atticus Ross doing that. Like, right. Yeah everything it's just just a flawlessly built little movie right and, uh and uh and uh like one of the great things i think one of the, and one of the reasons i didn't crack it the first time is like he's using i heard fincher talk about it i didn't really get it but it's like he's just like you have in order to make a movie like this you have to em- embrace the five act structure right <laughs> and uh and he's right like five acts is is used in plays but right. it's almost never used in movies. And oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, it's well, it's it's rare. It's comparatively rare. Okay, you, know? you can have very long movies, but it's still three right. acts. You know, and sure. uh, and so when things aren't three acts, like it feels weird. You know, right? Uh, and like when Stellan Skarsgård, you know, when he's when the car blows up and that's it. Like your three act chemistry in your brain. Is the saying, movie must be over. <laughs> movie must be over, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? And uh, when in actuality, like that is for for Elizabeth, that is almost the midpoint of her story, right? Uh, not the finale of her story, right? And uh, and so like it it sets it puts you on the back foot uh, to watch a movie like that. Whereas like you know, well, you watch two and a half hours of Avengers, you know, blah blah blah, and uh, and your brain's keeping track of the where you're at in the three act 
and you're like, and here's the, here's where the sad bit happens. And here's where the so-and-so happens. Right. And this thing was like, I was so out of sync with the movie by the end of it. I was just like, why the fuck is she putting on a wig and turning into like weird James Bond? <laughs> you know? So anyway, that's uh, that it, it has been part of the, uh, I think uh, Mank is part of, uh, like you said, but uh, it's been my reappreciate. Re- like, I should just learn to reappreciate Fincher. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be a part of the process of watching a movie uh, that David Fincher makes. Like, I might not like it the first time, and then I'm going to end up loving it the seventh time. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's great. It's great that you can take something that you were like, yeah, that's pretty good, and then suddenly reappreciate it completely. Makes a, makes a big difference. So how many times are you going to have to watch Blow Up before you like it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Eric, uh, what were your, I mean, did you, what were your thoughts on this Fincher version, really? Like, how did it compare? To blow up? No, not to blow up, to to the, to the, to the other, to, to the book. It was was kind of like somebody had just mentioned a blowout. Uh, You know, that was De Palma, you know, remaking blow up. Right. And I think this, there was a lot of, I, I do like it. I do like because I thought the atmosphere and I thought the way that there was a silence in the characters that still transferred a really kind of a narrative that you understood, uh, you know, deeply what they were going into and doing. And even when there's cruelty, you understood it and you understood there was a lot of uh, human nature in this that I compared to blow up, like just people are certain way and there's always this structure and the neighbors not you know all the family members living there i i thought it was a great environmental movie in a sense of like it was real the environment helped bring that whole tension to uh and the environment that's the same way i look at uh, blow up but uh i like uh, i i don't love this as much as zodiac but i liked i was pleasant i was really I, I like I said, not only because of the photos, it's because the silence in there and the way Daniel Craig, um, and not because I knew him from Bond. It's just I, I liked how uh, those moments of silence gave me a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sure. and you can track him and follow him, and uh, I think he wasn't following that kind of cookie cutter. There were moments I got to say that it broke the feeling I had is like when she all of a sudden comes out of nowhere and, you know, hits him over the head, scars guard over the head. Mm-hmm. It just, she came out of nowhere. You didn't track her coming in the house, but yet you track her leaving and following him. So that was the one thing I was like, what the hell? It just seemed like an off edit, but I, um, I like, uh, I really like this movie and I left the next, you know, like I said, the next day I'm, I'm sitting there and I just feel like, um, I'm just trying to compose my thoughts here. I there was an environmentalist this mood I got, and the way I followed the characters was the same way as Blow Up. You don't have to like Blow Up, um, but a lot of movies that I love, I like the way they let the environment help tell the story. Mm-hmm. And he is a fish out of water, you know. And I feel like there's this kind of POV you have, and. Um, you know, because like I was saying earlier, like the wind in the still shots, right? Mm-hmm. It's like environment, environment. And I just felt like a lot of the times there was a beautiful stillness about him. Like even 
usually when you see shots, if I'm rambling, stop me. But when you see shots of people doing research, it's always like, okay, she's typing away. Right. But you got exactly what she was doing. And it was a very hard thing to relay that murder through the windows, right? Mm -hmm. But using silence and pictures and things to help tie it together in your mind engages you. And that's the same way I felt about blow up. There was right. this kind of intimacy that uh, is very hard to do. Right. Well, it's, it's, really it's, making, it's like the, the process of discovery is made to be your process of discovery. Like it's that's not, right. And you know. that's, I guess what I love and the environment of blow up is just the, the same way I feel about the environment in, in, in the, the dragon tattoo. You're just a voyeur into this, yeah. unique different world and you know you can see him walking down the street and blow up in london in 67 where it's like man I, and you know it's jimmy page there with jeff beck besides that it's just this you following it and there's such tension even in that silent park mm -hmm. you were scared just like you were not when he was in skarsgård house but he was like even in his own cabin you know freezing or walking along you know in the woods there was this tension right and it was a silence and i felt like that was the similarity of like how they shot uh just that creating because you wanted that tension throughout the dragon tattoo i was i was pleasantly surprised because again i thought it was a great film but i initially thought it was just way of making money and i've been polluted by the, not the books but the tv that's right sure so it's this is the third act with all this time it's a wonderful interpretation of the book. Right. And I love that you bring up like, it's like, I, I was watching that movie. I'm like, it, it, like, it makes you feel cold. Like the yeah. environment is so well built that like, and they just do all these little cues all the time to be like, you know, the walls are really kind of thin here. Like the, the heater doesn't work. And like watching, like, like by, by the middle of the movie, I'm like, I am fucking freezing. <laughs> like this is really wild. Yeah, but the same way he's like sitting there and you're following him and you know why he's there. But right. then in the same way in blow up, he's sitting there and he's just in his lab or right. he's just walking around and just thinking to himself. And you're like, yeah. I'm with you. I'm right. Wait a minute. And that was the same thing that I did with this movie. It's the way he told that story through and follow and track him and that intimacy with the, with the protagonist. I like that. And yeah. I don't, I'm not one of those guys too. I love just environments mm -hmm. um, and, and, and the mood and the kind of that period of wherever you take me, I, I immerse into the world. And if a director can immerse me in that world and help me in my mind, solve the mystery, even though I knew it, mm -hmm. I still was on my edge because right. you can see the photos and piece together things um, the same way in blow up, blow up is scary movie. I, I, I think it's a very scary film, particularly yeah. in that that field, that little park at the top and the wind. It's like who's yeah, in it's, the bushes? It's, it's a very that's a very lonely, strange movie to me. And it's you know very what, you, know, you know what scared me the most in Blow Up mm. is that fucking the protagonist is horrible. He's a disgusting, oh, he's a, he's horrible, a horrible person. person. Yeah, exactly. A horrible, a horrible person. person. And I had no, I had no, no remorse for him. No, no feeling for him. Yeah. And then I completely disconnected. Now I, I just, it just was not a good person yeah, at all. Yeah. And so therefore, at I the don't... end, he, 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 he does a three sixty at the end. Does he? 
Yes, because when he goes to pick up that imaginary tennis ball and throws it back, he never engages with society. He's right. always doing his own thing because he wants to get ahead. Right. It's funny. Vanessa Redgrave was a higher uh, – she was more of a socialite type of woman. You could tell by her breeding that she was a very wealthy woman. The guy had a very distinguished – he wasn't wearing a cheap suit. It was like a custom-made suit, the guy that eventually ended up dead. So there was this – I knew photographers in New York uh, – I used to work for some photographers, but I had a friend who was a well-known, well, did a lot of work as a photographer. And they're all like that. It's a survival thing, you know? Right. right. It's a way to get ahead. And, you know, you treat people badly because you are clawing your way to the top. So I kind of related, not personally, but I knew people like that. It was right. all super cutthroat. Um, I didn't say, think it was the right thing to do. But I, by the time he throws the ball, he's like, I'm accepting i personally took it like you know you could say these mimes are morons you know yeah. i'm walking away but he engages and he can't solve this thing it's right. beyond him and but it transformed him and the funny thing was like i saw a man killed right really who well i i don't know who did it i uh, how i don't know well yeah. how did you see him get killed just like how do you think the mimes are Throwing right. a ball. That's not the, a real ball. The murder and, is the ball. <laughs> well, the way that I see the, the, the ending is the only redeeming part of it. And I have to slough through two hours of painful stuff to get there. But the <laughs> right. ending really basically says it's all been in your head and you've been interpreting things in like in a different way. Right. If you look at everything that he's seeing in the blobby blow up of the film, you it's all interpretive. Right. Absolutely. He's interpreting everything that he's seeing uh, uh, that. But it's it's I know what you mean. He says it was awful. But it's like it's like it's trying to make sense out of it and, and just end the whole thing. But it's like it's all in your head is basically what he's trying to say. Well, yeah. Like, and things I, I agree. I mean, like, but I think that the like this. OK, so I, I do love this movie. And and I also want to throw out Skaggy that I also love. Uh, blow out which is fucking great <laughs> like that's one of my favorite De Palma films 100% that's a great great picture. it's it's not mine absolutely uh, like I have uh, blow out is one of the most fun like all out De Palma films like that's like yeah, like I think that, I think he's made uh, better the best movies, version of this movie is actually uh the scene in uh uh, uh high anxiety that's where it's really <laughs> <laughs> when he sees them on the elevator <laughs> like the 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 uh the De Palma movie by itself uh blowout i mean it's a it's a pretty soft remake like there's very little direct connection like it's a the De Palma's movie is a very literal you know murder mystery movie uh and uh like it has an awful it's more about like how you make movies and what you believe in in movies than it is about anything that blow up's talking about it's like pseudo related um but it is a great i do like that movie a lot um but blow up is a um like the reason why um the main character is a giant prick and is insufferable and treats people horribly um is because of this sort of struggle between uh, he is making like, he's you know, a professional photographer and that's how he makes his money. Right. But what he really wants to do is 
say something with his art, right? And he wants to take these, you know, meaningful photos of the poor and, you know, like people that are suffering. And like, that's, that's what his, you know, that's what his, uh, his kit book is, you know, like his portfolio. Like that's well, what he really, well, that's what he really wants to, like, sure. that's like, that's, that's, well, that's like that he wants to take, that these photos are more important to him than, than the trash fucking it's so cliche. It's so we don't have to get it we don't, we don't have to it's it, it can be cliche but i'm just talking about what the movie what the movie's trying to do right and like uh on the the cliche version of that is that he wants to be an artist but like you know he's he's frustrated by you know the shallowness of the real world right like what the movie is actually turning into is that uh like everything is including his artistry and what the the meaning that he wants to engage with like all of this is simply perception like everything is this like there isn't there there is no uh this is meaningful and that is not meaningful there's no objective uh meaningfulness that's, to that's anything the mind. right then that's the mind so like the movie is uh, like the movie, the minds, pretty right. much the, mo the movie is a postmodern statement now i am no, I'm not. I'm not super anti-postmodern, but like, if you're going to ask me which, like, I'm a modernist. I'm a. I'm not a postmodernist. Like, I think that post postmodernism is an is is sort of like uh, is to postmodernism is to um, modernism like a car mechanic is to you owning a car and driving it. Like, postmodernism is is a very clever way to figure out how the how the real rules of storytelling and art work. Right. And it's uh, like, it's a good deconstructionist tool, but to argue that things aren't meaningful or things are only meaningful to you and they're, and it's unrelatable to others is to me silly. So the, this movie is arguing something that I don't agree with, but uh, in terms of the movie, that's what, like, I get what it's trying to do. Like it's saying like, what you are taking away from your experience is only yours and trying to force other people to see the meaning that you are seeing in something, you know, and trying to project your sense of meaning onto somebody else and then being angry that they don't, they don't feel it is actually your shallowness, not theirs, you know? And, uh, and so like the, when he finally ends up throwing the ball, he's sort of understanding that the non ball is as real as anything else is in the movie, which is, that it's not, and then, uh, and then in the very end, he his you you see a shot of him standing on the green, and he fades away because he is also the fucking ball. I am the only one who's seeing this movie. Like whatever this means to me is what it means to me, not to anybody okay. else. But that okay, but that's obnoxious to me. I'm sorry. So listen, sure. and I'm not. I'm not a. I, I am. I am not. A, you know putting down new wave cinema because this is a clearly a new wave cinema. Sure. You know, this is, you know, and I love Muscular Femina. I, it's one of the films I wanted to bring totally up, you know, you know, it. right. Yeah. And, and it does the same thing. You still have that same new wave thing where someone says, you know, can I have the film with a camera? Long pause, cut, cut, right. drink, cut. But you want cut. a resolution. Maybe later is the response, but it takes like, like 30 seconds before anyone responds. And it's just like, it's just, it's like fucking get on with it. Like, you know what I mean? And it, because it's trying to, you know, if it was completely like, 
there's a lot of disjointed scenes and they're and they just don't i get the new wave thing but it was it's like i've seen better executions of that and it just wasn't the same to me you know like the whole scene where he goes into the them playing guitar and the guy smashes the ba- his guitar and hands it to the crowd like I, why well, and, yeah there's well, because like the guitar the piece of the guitar because is, they need to extend this film to two hours <laughs> because the piece, the, everyone's flipping out over getting the piece of the guitar he kind of wrestles the piece of the guitar and he pulls it out of the context of wanting the piece of the guitar and he's like oh this is fucking meaningless and he throws it on the ground like that's what the, that's all the movie is like there is no murder mystery to that movie there is no murder in that movie like when he's doing the when he's looking at the blow up like like he blows it up and there isn't anything there until he sees that there's something there and then suddenly the photos are totally different and impossibly clear showing guns and guys and all this other stuff like like none of that's real that's like none of this is none of the movie is real like that's the idea and so like the idea of like trying to map a like what is the plot like move it along all this kind of stuff he's actually trying like the reason why he's making it so um sort of unpleasant for you to watch is because he thinks that you thinking that way is the problem. Like also, can I that's, really that's what he's out, trying to break down. I saw a lot of symbolism, and I know Chris is that opening shot is all those um, brutalism buildings. Sure, those mm-hmm. that, that they drive into, and it's very cavernous, and those mimes are driving around in, and I just it was such an ugly. And the rest of the city is like old London that you go right. through. You right. open with this kind of like new, like really kind of towering, no personality buildings. And I don't know right. if that was his. I just noticed well, that. And it's also very you realistically represented. I mean, the, the opening shots are like this. Are, this is a very realistic, you know, London street. And like and it's dirty and it's crappy. And you're seeing like, you know, like real stuff. And uh, and then these sort of like obnoxious, you know, mime kids come barreling through this situation and it uh, it breaks the reality that you're perceiving, right? And you blame that irritation on them, which is what I do anyway, because I'm annoyed by them. And uh, and they are. Do you know who was a mime at that time in London? Who, you were a mime at that time in London. No, do you know? Oh who no! Was <laughs> I was going to say that's the best Eric story ever. Uh, no, who? Uh, he actually lived with this guy who was one of like the great mimes of of uh, British mimes was David Bowie. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, yeah. Well, this it's so like that actually true. Right. This uh, this brings into like I, uh, what I wanted to strain this conversation from Dragon Tattoo is like this is also a very generational film. You know, like this is a like this is the schism of like the yeah young pop sixties kids versus the shitty real world of London, right? And uh, and the trans and the and the sort of the shift from. Uh, um, realism to non-realism the shift from or uh, from you know like from modernism to po- to postmodernism and like uh, uh so you have this very gritty presentation of what actual city life is like and the people in it and guys walking out of the fucking you know whatever the the factory prison. they're working in prison yeah exactly and like and then um and then and then all of a sudden these fucking mimes show up like it's irritating and uh and like and i was just like get the fuck out of here mimes <laughs> like that's how i feel about it um but the uh because they seem to me very shallow and ridiculous but at the same time it's there to directionless directionless right pretending pretending to be something um 
uh, silently being something uh, and performing. They're very silent, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like they're, it, they're protesting in their way. It was almost like that. Uh, it's just that they are, you know, I I saw them as as out of touch, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and uh, but at the same way, um, it's kind of like you see that today with kids, you know, who do other things, dress up, and so forth. Right. Like, and yeah, it's, it's just they're. It's, it's breaking it's breaking the reality that we were all accepting right and like and it is to me you know like in blow up it's very it's very annoying like i don't like mimes and i am annoyed by these frivolous fucking screechy screechy kids come into this sequence you know um but i think that's what mime school by the way nice job the uh (laughs) uh, no offense to mimes i've never been a moomin shots i like i like my like shots. i did not like Uh, moomin shots But the um, but these kids barreling into the scene uh, made me think, you know, like it broke the reality that we were all agreeing on as being meaningful. And that is their intention. Right. And to me, it seems very shallow. And to them, it seems like, isn't that a deep thing to say? And I'm like, well, not really. (laughs) You know, and so like the movie is arguing with itself over which is the, like, what is the valid reality here? Like they're saying, be, you can forget everything around you and you can forget all the fucking past that made you as grim and fucking old and drunk as you are right now. And you can simply snap out of it and enjoy the moment and be in the moment. That is their argument, right? And uh, my argument is like, but then I have to let go of everything and all the reality, the, the reality that is interdependent between all of us in order to do that, that means something. I have to let go of meaning in order to have meaning is your argument. I can't, I don't know if I can do that. And, uh, and so the movie is, uh, feels a little bit the way that you feel about the movie is, is what, I, what I would argue is like this, the movie is not trying to be accessible or comfortable or nope. uh, or anything like that. It's trying to produce the feeling that Antonioni has about this problem. And I agree with him, you know, and like, I don't think it's a win. I don't think it's a win lose argument. I think it's just a, like, it's a, it's a perception. It's how we want to perceive our, like what is meaningful to us. And, yeah. uh, and I think that the, in the end, you know, David, um, what's his name? The main character. Um, like him, except like him playing ball with this idea, like is, dis- is disturbing to me. And it also points out right after that, that I am already playing ball with it by watching a movie. Like I'm agreeing to this artificial reality, you know, and that's, that's the truth for all of us. So yeah. it's a very, it's a very, it's sort of like a, it's a, it's a horror movie about how we interpret w- what is meaningful. And like, I think that, you know, like, like postmodernism to me is really like, there's a lot of great postmodern art, a lot of great postmodern literature and a lot of great postmodern filmmaking. Um, terrible but, postmodern architecture. Though. Uh, terrible postmodern <laughs> architecture. Like, but the, but uh, the idea, like I, the idea that nobody can access um, the meaning of somebody else, I think is like, that we don't have an agreed upon internal language of meaning, you think is false. And if it were, and if it were true, we would treat each other a lot worse. I just don't, I just, I just was not, I don't know. Is it, listen, before I, I just go too much into why I, I didn't like, it, I'm going to talk a little bit about some things that I thought were very interesting about this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is uh, for some reason, the main if 
you know, talking about, you know, films from the 60s, right? Everyone in this film felt as if they came from the 60s. Mm-hmm. He felt he looked like someone contemporary, like as of today. Yeah. Right. Somehow his time look, traveler. Right. Yeah. He white looked pants. like right. the white pants. <laughs> the white, I don't know if it's the white it's pants, the but it was something about the way he looked, his his face more specifically had a look to it and his hair. It wasn't quite as 60s looking as everyone else. Right. And I thought that was strange. That's one thing that had me compelled about his character a little bit. Um, he's the the thing is also, you know, I know we were talking about how, what a horrible person he was, but part of it, like it, it that that person that he is is far worse than what would have been interpreted in the sixties. People, he would have been much more forgiven as a character in the sixties than we would forgive. Oh, sure, him. without a doubt. Like, yeah. I think today that's just like it's just hard to watch someone as disca- despicable and as you know rapey as he is. Yeah, you know, like he's, yeah. he's he's an angry, selfish jackass. Yeah, he's like it's like he's really ugly. It's a really ugly character. He's a horrible person, yeah. you know. And and that person in the girl or the dragon tattoo was completely, you know, a revenge. Like they, there was massive revenge done on that person. Oh yeah, the same character. If you really oh, yeah. think about and it. actually, yeah. And yet somehow in this movie, he's the hero. Yeah, because well, and then <laughs> I think he's not a hero. If he's, you, he's you. <laughs> it's you. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't it's the audience. No, but you, you put your, you, you think of yourself. I'm not saying you, but you, there's a lot of things you do. He, I also, I saw him as just somebody who, yes, he wanted to do more meaningful work, but he got into it for the power. And look at the yeah. way Varush goes totally. with him. It was a power. And, yes he gets involved in this thing or perceives this thing, which is another layer of power, you know, somebody killing somebody else and the way she's so desperate and comes up to him. There was like this, uh, I mean, he kind of represented a lot of different people. He reminds me of some people I knew in my life and, Mm -hmm. you know, they'd say, well, I'm, I want, I want, I want. Well, yeah, because they play a role. Right. Because like the the thing is that like that that really is what's happening in the movie. It's like this guy is like he has this uh, internal version of himself that he thinks like he must think of himself as a frustrated good guy, right? That's what yes. I think, right? And uh, and it's the world that's fake and stupid, and he's just he's he's playing ball with the the real world too. And he's like, there's talk about in the movie about like you know I yeah, basically I do this for money versus like you know like there's re- there's real art that exists someplace and I want to be a part of that. And like the like what he is how saying. How different is he from Lisbeth though? Well, they, like <laughs> right, like how different is he from um, Daniel Craig? I think is like, yeah. He's not he's yeah. not very much different from Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig is a much more likable. Much more like a ah, version of the same guy, but he's doing exactly the same thing, you know. And he's like he's he keeps on thinking that there must be like he that that he's the real person in an artificial reality of society, um, and he's like he can someday get to the real place. Like you're in the real place right now, and you're being an asshole. Like that's what's actually happening, you know. And uh, that that he can't see that himself is his is is his ultimate like. Uh, f- failure, and uh, and I think that like it's I may be coming at this because I like it, uh, like Antonioni does this a lot in a lot of his movies. Like this is also the story of Lavatura, right? Uh, yeah, Lise, right? Did and, you ever like the Passenger? Sorry, I just oh yeah, Passenger's great. Yeah, and the uh, and 
and like and i think for my money my, my favorite antonio is is uh is uh laventure and laventure is better at getting you in on the fun so it tricks you more into being being there and having fun with the you know like because that one's about like is that was this girl murdered we don't know right and then by the end of the movie the whole movie is totally forgotten about the plot of the movie 100 percent only the movie is also kind of fun and you're in on all these personal relationships so you have also forgotten about that plot and that's the point whereas this one is a little bit more about a person who is watching la ventura like this is someone who is outside of that and what an asshole they are which means to say it's the audience you know like you right. look at you you're searching for fucking meaning right uh and thinking you're the meaningful one in the world and it's not the case and then he goes to his publisher's party right right you right. know Literally. and so he's 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 definitely the villain of his own existence in that movie and uh and he totally for me totally fails realizing anything um but like the uh you know, see, i the, don't see that i see the throwing of the ball you know how the the mimes uh, annoyed you sure. I think by anybody else, or at least knowing some of the people, I, they would have been like, "Fuck, fuck you!" I'm gonna pick, you know, see you later, crazy right. person, right? right? But he does it, and I was like, "That's to me." Yeah, I no, yeah, no, I, can, I totally get you. And like, at least he makes a choice; he makes a decision, right? Which well, Ziggy is basically saying, "I don't know Craig's character is flawed, but not uh, not very clever at times. Is flawed and not very clever at times, but he doesn't even come." Ho- to be clear, Skaki, yes, I, to- I agree with what you're saying 100%. And that's why, to me, Daniel Craig is a much, much worse person than the guy in Blow Up. Like, Daniel Craig is the villain of Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Like, because he is absolutely soft and likable and gets away with it. He, he, is, he is the one who hurts Lisbeth. He's, He's the guy. villain of the fucking movie. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> I don't necessarily think that's the, I think Elizabeth Elizabeth is the one who made the mistake because she she does make the mistake but she, but it's the mistake you want someone to make. It's not it's not a mistake if the other person is a fucking human being. Like right, he, but right. he, he fails he, her. He well, fails he her. He didn't fail her. He just got on with his life. He wasn't paying attention, and that, that's not his he's, fault. He's not getting on with his life. He's going back into the same shitstorm right. he was in before. Whatever. Right. Now, yeah. like, I mean, like he's agreeing to the mess that he oh, that right. he's when used to. Comes around, it all changes. <laughs> yeah, like he's he's agreeing to the mess that he's used to, rather than uh, embracing something that's actually meaningful to him. And I don't mean them going off and hooking up together forever, but like the life that, uh, like the the life and attitude that she is talking about, about being open and really truthful. Right. That's what she's yeah. arguing for. And he says no, because he's a fucking scaredy cat. Yeah. Right. And that breaks her heart. The only thing that's on the table and what gets lost in that movie, like, you know, like, you know, the, you know, the whole murder mystery plot, whatever it is, that's fine. Like the only thing that is in danger of being lost is Lisbeth's uh, soul. And the only one who loses it trusts in people Tr- yes like the, her trust in people is okay. the only thing that's on the table uh, and he's the agree, one who blows but, it but I, I agree but that still doesn't change the argument i agree with skaking he says he hurts her but he's oblivious to it hemming's character hurts people because he's an asshole and he relishes in it he can see that he's hurting people right I, I totally to agree with you people. he but wants like, to show how he is awesome and everyone loves him and right. how he is the better person. Right. And he can get away with anything, yes. including just inviting random girls up to the house. Right. 
have know, him try on clothes because you know the, what? Here's the difference between these two characters for me is that the guy in Blow Up is honest about being an asshole, where Daniel Craig is pretending to be a good person and he is not. That's what makes him worse. I don't think he's necessarily a bad person. I don't think, I don't think uh, Bloomfist is a bad person. I don't. Th- I think he's oblivious. Right. He still I, does. He, he has still, the chance to not be oblivious, and he goes back to being oblivious. He's not an asshole. I, I know that's what makes it bad. Like, he's what, not like, an asshole. Like, what, which, which is worse, the guy who you know is actually a fucking monstrous thug, or the guy who seems like a really sweet person who stabs you in the heart? Like, <sighs> fuck that second guy. Like, also fuck the first guy, but at least you can see it. Like, this guy is, is that guy wrapped up in a sweater. <laughs> like a nice sweet soft daniel craig nice oh he's so so nice he's so nice no he's a fucking asshole he's gonna break your heart and he's tricking you with this because he tricked himself already like it's bullshit he's lying to himself and then to you whereas that whereas the guy from blow up is a fucking near rapist douchebag on the surface of it i just like well that's not for me i don't need to know that guy right that's handy. I'm not saying he's a he's a better person. I'm just saying like he is like at least I can see the danger and I can avoid it. With Daniel Craig, he's the kind of dude who thinks he's not the bad guy and fucks you. Like that's what actually happens in that film. You know, it's a way more dangerous person. I don't like it. Is the place the And I don't. I disagree. I just don't think that's true. I I just think that it it's it's Elizabeth's. Liz is the one who made the mistake. She's the one who what, made a mistake. What, okay, then I, well, then I should She's ask. She's the one who basically what is the, what is she mistake? let her guard down. She let her guard down. She That's not a mistake. When they showed up, that, that, is, that, that, that is not a mistake. Letting her, like letting her, like letting down her barriers to open herself up to somebody else is not a mistake. That's what you should. But do. it is because she did. She, if she's as smart as she is, she would have she, known that this guy is oblivious. She knew his history. She knew more about him than anybody she else. Trusted him. She trusted him because she he How was she acting trust trust she spied on him. I'm not. No, like if you're saying she's stupid, yeah, maybe she's no, stupid. No, I never maybe said it's a she stupid, was stupid mistake. But like, well, the fact is, like you, I would want anyone who is in that position, who is like that, like hard, like hard about rejecting people because she's afraid of connecting. I would want them to learn to lower their barriers so they can enjoy their life by connecting with somebody. And the, the sadness is that she connected with somebody who is actually a, uh, who's a, is a codependent mess. And, and so broke her he, he, All right. He, Between Hemming and Craig, and Craig just needs to have a, a serious conversation with someone to give him some advice about his life. Those are, two <laughs> different, those are two different conditions. One is a dangerous, horrible, evil person. Right. And the other person just needs to have a little bit, you know, of a real bite of a reality sandwich. And okay. That's so uh, the, 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 to, to be fair, yes, I will like, I mean, like to be ob- 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 as objective as I can be about it. Right. Like David Hemming is a, is a, is an evil, terrible near rapist. No, he is a rapist. Right. And so <laughs> like, and so that is, that is what blow up is, you know, and he rapes and, those two girls and made him, made them dress him. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> He is a hideous, hideous person, 100%, right? But he's not letting me down in, in any way. He is, it's like, you're going to see a documentary about Charles Manson. And I go, yep, that looks like Charles Manson. Like that. Like, it that's how I him out to be the hero because you're trying to solve a mystery that he's trying to solve. Right. So you because, like, you're riding along with this guy who mm-hmm. you don't like. 
and you are somehow is like, yep, no, we're going to show you, we're going to go around with this rapist, right. and we're going to make you want to like but solve dude, his really problems, as, like his his mystery. And I'm like, by the, he, by the time he gets to that party, the people at the party are more repulsive looking, just the way they are. Everyone's repulsive, yeah, yeah. yeah. Than him, he's like the yeah. shiny one. Right. He's like, so it's it's you know, getting going from worse to worse. Yes. He's like, so this is the thing. Like, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, this is the thing. It's like, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. Like, I'm not, I'm not defending uh, the guy at Blow Up. Like, he is an absolute vile scumbag. The movie is also telling me that I am like this. Like, he's a terrible, he's a, a really harsh example of it, but I am making, I am doing the same things. I am just as fucking shallow no and cruel than, than this but, fucking as as this fucking asshole. So the movie is not only showing me a villain, it's telling me I am that villain, right? So I have every reason to be no, angry with that no, movie. No, I refuse to believe that I am David Hemming. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying like I'm. Uh, I'm I refuse saying, to believe that I uh, that I need to be shed that light on. Me. I am definitely. I am definitely Daniel Craig's character. I am the one who's like, oh shit, I've been missing all this stuff around me. You know, I don't know. Uh, it's just so so to, to to sum up which which would you rather have like you have Charles Manson in a prison where you know he is a uh he's a cult leader murderer right yeah, and he's in sure. the prison and you know he's Charles Manson and you know that he murders people yes. and you're sitting in a room on the other side of the bars and it's terribly uncomfortable to see this hideous person and how he acts and what he's done sure. versus you find out that your boyfriend is almost exactly like that no he's not <laughs> No, he's not. Why is he your boyfriend? He's not. He's not. You're, he's not that person. He's absolutely think, not think, that person. What you're that, basically telling me to do is like, hey, here you go. Here's Charles Manson. He's in this cell, or let's just say, you know, Silence of the Lambs. You know, here he is. Anthony, no, and, and 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 he's like, here he is. It, there he is. He's the science behind bars. Now, you know what we're gonna do. Let's right. open up this cell and put you in the room with him and help him solve a murder. It's like he's the fucking murderer. He's the rapist. He's, I don't need to solve anything. Yes, so I don't. Why? Why am I sitting here in the room with him? I don't want right. to be in the room with he's him. The and you're right. forcing me to be in the room with him for so, two the, hours. Right. And right. it's just not very the, comfortable, the, the, and it's the, not a good experience. So, so I, Craig, I understand. Daniel Craig understand. thing is like <laughs> you may be missing part of your life around you. Right. And the thing is that that's 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 interesting. Is uh, I don't know. It just, okay. I know what the difference here is. I, I can explain this super, super clear. So the reason why it is so, my, my point of view is so upsetting, right? Is because <laughs> uh, it's, not, it's not real. <laughs> it's because I am, I am receiving this as, uh, as what the story means versus uh, receiving it as uh, talking about it, real people. And, uh, and the, I'm not talking about real people who do real things. I'm talking about made up movie stuff. And well, the, yeah. The the state the the statement of these two movies like um like yeah I mean like you could you know like you can make Hemmings into an actual fucking serial killer right in that movie and the movie still operates exactly the same way right um you can also make Daniel Craig into a serial killer and it operates the same way like like he is like these are uh like the the, the stakes that are on the table in both of these movies like in Blow Up. There, the the stakes are: what is my perception of myself as an audience member as this movie is criticizing my moral choices about how I perceive reality? Right, that's what the movie is doing. And Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, 
is saying, I bet you really uh, sympathize with the main character who we have put in front of you as this very handsome, charming movie star who's playing James Bond. And here he is as a very, very attractive man being very, very nice to everybody and trying to do a good thing. And he, man, he meets this woman and they connect and all this kind of stuff. And I'm totally on board. I'm like, yeah, I'd really like to be that guy. And the movie goes, well, it turns out that guy is uh, unself-realized. And because of that, the only thing that was valuable in the movie is destroyed. Right? That is why Daniel Craig, though he's super likable, is the villain. Like, he destroys I don't agree. Elizabeth Salander's heart. I don't agree. I agree that you're supposed to see, you're supposed to see, feel a parallel. It is, between... it is, it is making, it is pointing to, especially male members of the audience and saying like, you may think you are the sweet, nice guy, but really <gasps> by wrapping yourself up in the past all the time and agreeing to passively be a, a like uh, wrapped up in your own bullshit stories, like like Daniel Craig was, you are you are letting down your responsibilities to people that you have openly cared about, and uh, and those friendships and moving forward with your life. Like you are the villain of the movie by 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 uh, in in like you are exactly like the villain of the movie. I don't Blow think up, he's a villain. Oh, wait, uh, but okay. wait, 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 wait. This is just symbolically like it's pointing out like this guy fucked it up and hurt her. And I am relating this guy. I'm making this guy super, super relatable. He's likable in every way. It's Daniel Craig. And he fucks up and hurts her. She's the only one I cared about in the movie. And the guy that I related to hurt her. That's what it says about me watching the movie. Like, I can be that guy. That's a mistake I don't want to make. And then in Blow Up, it's the same thing. It's point. It's making really vivid. Like, this guy's a fucking disastrous evil uh, pig. But his point of view about making up this bullshit story around himself and his own importance is criticizing me. Both movies are doing that same thing. One is doing it really, really harshly. And one of the, one is doing really, really softly. The, the difference between those two movies is blow up is really intellectual. And I can talk about it like that. Whereas that dragon tattoo is really emotional. And I got hurt by it at the end. It's heartbreaking. And who did the heartbreaking? Someone that I agreed with. Well, I don't don't see him as hard. I think everybody knew their stakes. Everybody knew what they were there for. He was there so he can get off the hook. She was there because she was not only asked, but she was in. She's now her sponsor was gone. Right. Had a stroke. She was there. She was there because one, she was cornered by him, taken by surprise. That Mm -hmm. was something that he did. That was one of the only things that he did that really got her. He took her right. by surprise it's and he didn't attack her. Yes. Yeah, and right. she said yes because he said, I want you to help me catch a killer of women. Right. And that was like he I realized he didn't that know, he didn't know that. But that was something that was something that's obviously resonates with her. Yes. Right. But right. the point is her at that moment, she lost her sponsor because he had a stroke. Mm-hmm. She got to this villainous guy, the rapist guy who she tattooed. So right. she was now making it, she wanted to have her own. She wanted to be on her own firmly and not a record of the state, right? Right. So for him, he wanted to be on his own and not some broke guy who's on television because he screwed up, right? right? They both screwed up. So here are two people with similar things like – and he he sells – he's a salesman. If you didn't like him because he walked away, you think he really cares about women? He he had a mistress, right? He was caught. 
he, right. and he's stupid because he he got caught and his the you know Robin Wright right. Penn can lose her marriage over it. Right. So they all go with stakes that are similar, have hard work to do in order to get themselves out. Right. Right. So he's I don't think he's the villain. I think I don't she, think he's a villain. They I don't think he's a villain at all. I think he definitely he's definitely a proxy for for the mistakes that are made with 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 men. I definitely think he's an important thing. It's a lesson that we all need to learn. What so is, it's, it's the fact that I'm saying here. villain. Villain is too hard a word for what well, I'm saying. That's what the, well, and that's the problem I think we have. I think you're trying too hard to, to say that. But but he is, the problem is her. She let her guard down, which is the only thing that's kept her alive for so long. So you're so, but, so, but, but so she we, made the mistake. She so, she knew what she was getting into. So your so your argument, just to be clear, is that it is good to not trust anyone and never connect with anyone. That was, that was <laughs> yes. It was, that was what was powerful for I think her. that is a mistake. <laughs> but she knew that she was never going to have a future with him. She knew she never had a future a with him. Yep. yep. He, never, he never told her we are going to have a future together. Yep. No, I, 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 I I, I think, you know, thing, and then to give you your guys' audience, uh, argument cre uh, uh, credence, like, what I totally about that, What's important about that last part is not necessarily not to trust them. What's important about that last part is that you realize she has, she does have that emotion. She, she, she has a soft center, right? Yes. Behind her outer shell. Right. And that's, she's, the, she's she's doing doing that's the lesson she learned. She's a, I have this hard shell. It's like, ah, it's a weakness. And she, that's... <clears throat> So that is that is her that is her that is her tragic flaw, right? That is the the story is the story of her. If you look at this film, it's a, it's a, it's a tragedy, right? It's a tragedy of Elizabeth, <coughs> and it's a very important part. He plays a role in revealing part of that character. He's the one who basically got her to expose herself or to sh show her sign of weakness or to or and, and all that. And that's an important part of the lesson that she needed to learn and to realize what had happened to her. Right. I don't. I do think it's a lesson that some people need to learn. I think that that's a lesson that a lot of millennials, not millennials, uh, uh, but but the Gen X people do. It's like, oh shit, I showed my weakness. I put it, a, 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 and you know, Gen X people don't want to show their their weakness. They want to show their shell and just watch everyone from the side. You know, they don't yeah, well, want to like, put them. Dan Daniel out there. Daniel Craig is like he is only concerned, and, uh, and I'm not saying he's like uh, he's not a narcissist or something like this, but he is only concerned with the world that he is sort of fucked up around himself but it's the only thing that means anything to him is the mess that he's in like that's pretty much it and he puts himself yeah. in new messes to give himself definition right yeah. and so like the uh the idea of connecting with somebody else like in a real way is distant to him at best because it's just more it's more problems he's just looking to get it like unconsciously he is looking to get into more problems like that is what his life seems to be right like he's 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 openly cheating with a woman who's married and nobody in it is confronting anything you know this is the kind of fucking nonsense he gets into right whereas uh lisbeth has 100 percent control over as much control as she has over her life, the stuff that she carves out like on purpose, right? And Skaki brings up like, uh, like she initiates a romance with him. No, she controls him. Like she uses her sexuality to, to control him initially, right? right? Um, because that's what she like, what she does with the, like she's not a victim ever in this film except in the end. And she's a victim to Daniel Craig. Right. Like, she's not even a victim to the rapist because. Well 
because he's a, listen, he's a dildo to both these girls, right? I mean, right. if you really like, it, like, like come to bed, I need, like, I need to get off, like, right? That's that's the thing that she does. This, so, yeah, like this is this is what I mean to say. It's like that she even even with the actual ra- the real rapist, the uh, the uh, the guy who's in control of her money, right? Like when you see the the rape scene, like the, the super hard to watch rape scene, right? When she's tied to the bed, etc. Like right. when he like. uh like slams her down, blah, blah, blah. Like the first time I saw that, I was like, and then the door gets kicked closed and then the whole thing happens. When I watched it again, I was like, she closes the door. Like there's a, and you see it. She's like, like once you know what happens out of the scene, like there's nothing surprising to her here. Like she's in control of that scene 100% from the opening. Like she is like, she see her reach out and you see her fingers wrap around the door for a second and then she lets go and shuts the door to make sure that this happens to give her control so she can have her life back. She's like, I don't want to have to do this, but this is how I'm going to fuck this guy over so I can be free. Like, it's disgusting, but I am in control of this, right? She chooses this. She owns it. And she destroys him with it. Right. Like, 100%. Like, she is a... She is a, she is an absolute razor blade in this movie. Like she doesn't give a fuck about anything, right? And but that's because she knows how to deal with horrible men, right? And so she initially treats Craig the same way. Like I, I need something out of this guy. I'm going to control him this way, and she does. And then along the way, as she is opening, she is investigating a story that is actually yes. cracking her inner self. Like, and he is a nice guy. He's a, he is a good guy. Right. And this, that because of this, this connection to her seems to be being made and she opens herself up to this, uh, relationship that she literally opened How to no one ever before cracked by the story that she's investigating by the, mm-hmm. the story of the missing girl. Yeah. I think that's like, that's, that's symbolic of her trying to find her inner core. And, uh, and so the, uh, and so like this guy, this, you know, this, this sweet seeming dude in it, sweet, sweet dude in actuality, you know, like her world changes, her point of view changes from this and she learns to trust this guy. And then she even asks him to trust her by saying, please give me whatever it was like $50,000. And he doesn't even blink. He's like, sure, because he does trust her. And that's where she's like, I, uh, this guy means this is the person that I've been looking for my whole life. Someone that I can actually trust with myself. Like that's all I want. Right. And from his point of view, he's like, thank God that fucking mess is over. Now I'm just going to get back into my crazy fucking broke ass, stupid drama life. And the, like, he's not a bad guy because he's trying to hurt her. He's a, he is a ruined person because he's there's a transformation that is happening right before his eyes because of a relationship that he has built with her and he doesn't see it or chooses not to see it. So he can go back to the comfort of what was destroying him before. And that's, that's that. And when I say villain, obviously it's a really big loaded word, but I'm saying the person who is the, is the, the person who hurts somebody in that movie isn't the serial killer. The person who hurts somebody is the main character and the person he hurts is the person I care about. Like, so in terms of just saying that straight up on paper, like who hurts, who, who gets hurt? Like the bad guy is Daniel Craig. That's what I mean to say. 
I, I don't. I, I, I don't. I like him. I like him fine. But that's I don't part agree. Of what I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't agree at all. Uh, I, I not at all. But I just. I don't. I never saw him as that. I just saw it as like a, an agreement they had because she was in a bind in some ways and needed to fix certain things, and he needed to fix certain things. He was pinned in the corner to take this, and she was kind of pinned in the corner. But like, okay, I'll do it. Why does he shit. see that this means something else to her? Because uh, he's got a lot on his plate. And he's yeah, he's got a lot of problems, right? He's got a lot well, of his own problems. So, does she. so yeah, does like, she. Yeah, but he's interacting That's with not, her. It's not his <laughs> responsibility to, 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 to take it's, care of her. It is, it is not. No, I'm not but saying it is his responsibility. responsibility it's, 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 it, and I'm saying that it's his responsibility so much, yeah. to, to care for himself and what he, the relationship that is actually growing in front of his eyes. Like there is not like he doesn't ha- he doesn't owe anything to her, but the fact that he doesn't see what has happened and instead go- chooses to go back to a life we know that is busted means that he made no realizations and she did, and that dysfunction is what it, what the tragedy of the film is. Well, I agree there's a tragedy, but she's the one that made the flaw, not him. This is what I'm saying. It's, it's like, it's like, got, listen, I've got a lot of shit going on in my life. If you don't take care of that shit for me, does that make you a villain? No. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that, that's the opposite of what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying so like... When so I, I, him, I, I'm saying, just be like, look, she's a team player. We're in this together. We got to get through it. And I, underst- I understand. That kind of thing can happen. <laughs> I, I, like, I understand his point of view very well, right? But he is, he is living his life in a blinkered way because he's so used to attending to his immediate problems that he doesn't see someone actually hurting. Right. right. Like, it is not, it is not because he's trying to be bad or he's trying to, he's t- like, he should take responsibility for it. Like nothing like that is happening. I'm just saying like, he has the opportunity to change and misses it because he can't uh, change how he acts. Right. His life is not better at the end of the movie and he has hurt somebody because he doesn't change how he acts. And I, the thing is like her, like she, like she has, wait, wait, wait. She has the, like, uh, she, but the only thing that can be counted as character growth for her is she can't like she begins the movie I don't trust anybody she ends the movie with I trust you like that's positive character growth in anyone's book like that's not a flaw like that's the thing you should do with your life like you should learn to trust people instead of not, like dismi- dismissing other relationships that could be good because you don't trust people like she thought and she had every reason to believe that this guy is trustworthy because I trusted him, but still he is a, he is so self-centered that he can't see it. And they both lose. He never had, he never he was never asked to do anything her. about it here. Here's the way I see it, Dan. I see it as I have learned all my life, her point of view. I have learned all my life that I should never trust anyone, especially men, especially men. I've learned this all my life, especially men. And that's a horrible thing, right? Suddenly, this guy is put into her life by force. Mm-hmm. He walks through her door and says, I want you to work for me. She's never dealt with a man who does not try to attack her, mug her, rape right. her, whatever. That's actually in there, except right. for one other guy who is her 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 her, her guardian, right? Right. Her guardian is the guy. So that is her father figure. Right, that is her father figure, and that life got destroyed by a stroke. Right, so uh, yeah, can't get any. You know, it's just a very, very sad experience. Right. He comes into her life, 
he she sees a semblance of a normal way that people need to act with other people. Right. The correct way that people need to act. Right. Just what you should expect from people. Right. She's never experienced that in her life. 100%. So therefore, she lets her guard down because she thinks she's in love. <laughs> she sure. thinks she's in love with this totally person. Agreed. Totally agreed. Because right. of the feeling like, oh, my God, there are actually people that are nice in this world. Right. Right. So, so she thinks she's in love. Hold on. Right. Huh? She goes and falls or, you know, gets him what he wants. This is what people who are in love do. They buy each other gifts, expensive gifts. Right. Yes. 100%. So she does that. Totally. On board and then like realizes like, oh, but he doesn't love me. This is what he wants to do. And I shouldn't have known better because I freaking investigated him up to not ad nauseum. So it doesn't make like, th that's the thing. Like she's the one who made the mistake. He never made a mistake. He is actually a hero for having introduced her to the fact that not every man is horrible. She person. never made one mistake in the movie until then. So, right. Okay, I hear. I is completely invigorating me to complete complete this argument. It, like, it, like if I, you guys I, need to follow the chat session here because it's like, like no, I, I, I agree I with completely, you. I'm, 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 I know I'm alone in this argument, but like the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, I'm completely with you. You're not alone. Well, first of all, I, we're a show here, Dan. You're not alone in this argument. <laughs> it's just you're the only one with a different opinion than Chris and I. Okay, yeah. so you're not alone. Thank, Thank you, Thank you Eric. So the this is the thing. Is I'm I'm totally on board with you uh, up until one thing, right? And this is like this is the one. This is the key thing, right? Is because I'm not talking about they should hook up and be together. Right. I'm not saying like, and I agree with you. Like she, she miss, she misunderstands this as like, we should be together. Like I'm in love with this guy. Coworker like, of the year, by the way. So that's yeah, kind absolutely. of coworker you want. The, if like what, what, like it doesn't, it doesn't come down to. Now. No, I'm, does, I'm, I'm calling Fincher right now. I'm just trying to see what he says. It, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't come down to, she says, uh, I love you. And then he goes, I'm I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. Uh, like I don't think that's what's happening between us. Like he he doesn't say anything like that. No, no, like, no. Right. It, 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 it she's is, learned about it the way that she's learned everything through right. spying. <laughs> right. Absolutely. But he like in the end of that movie, and I watched it like and I watched it six times one week. Like he starts disconnecting from her. Like after the gig is done. Like there's a scene basically like when they, it's like when they're last hooked, the last time they hook up. Right. And in the end of that scene, you can see him going through his process of now I will disengage from this person. Right. And uh, because the gig, basically the gig's over, you know, and I don't want to get too, I don't want to get my life you know, mixed up with her also. Um, and he doesn't see what is happening for her. If he were, a open good person he would have empathy for where she is at through the story that has been told because it has to do like he hooks her in with talking about violence towards women he knows her backstory and then basically refuses to have the like because it's too much of a confrontation he backs away from the denouement that they both need in order to close that relationship up he just goes no i'll totally call you and then leaves her life. And that is his inability to 
to commit to the friendship that he made with this person over real things, like because he's too afraid of it, he goes back to something that we have already been shown is wrong and broken, right? He's a coward and he doesn't want to confront any of this. And if he had, she, like, he may have said, like, we can't be together. That's not going to work. But because he doesn't even have the balls to do that, her heart gets broken because he is not trustworthy. Like, it could have been like, fuck, I really hope that he loved me, but he didn't. But that is actually still him being a good person. Instead, he backs out of it. And that's, that is the, that is his failure. Like, that is not being a good person. That is being a coward. Right. And it's the same kind of soft coward that he is represented as being in the beginning of the movie. So he hasn't fucking changed a lick. Like if he had any balls, he would have said, Lisbeth, we got to talk this out and we have to have some, we have to have an ending to this scene. Actually, the only scene where you really see his strength where in the beginning is where he grabs a cigarette and throws the pack away because he's right. committed to try to quit smoking. Right. So that right. the old trick where you buy the pack, have one, and throw the rest away. So it's like, <laughs> right. oh, it's it's expensive. Expensive. Yeah, twelve dollar cigarette. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I hear where you're coming from. But that's like, the, I yeah, and I think that you you both know that I like movies that essentially really uh, Im- implicate yeah, movies that implicate the audience and ask the audience like, are you are you making these mistakes? Are some of my favorite movies? That's what Blow Up does. Yeah, and so that's what I'm saying. Is that blow, blow up is essentially doing the really harsh version of the same thing, where the really, really unlikable person. But like that's the that's the tool that I like in both of these movies, and that's why Dragon Tattoo was so so sad for me. Is like Blumquist ends up being the disappointment Gen Xer that he starts as, and uh, and because well, of we, that, do, that's the point. I think that it is is like we know that. We already know that from the beginning. You know, we know, like, and uh, yeah, but I'm hoping something scene, scene, like, 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 like Skakey Sk- 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 basically says, like, the thing is, like, he's established as a weak person, right? This is called, you know, this, this the is girl called with the a dragon tattoo. It's not called the idiot from Millennial Magazine. Yeah, but, no, this, but that's the thing. It's like, you, know, like, you, you, like, it is called the girl with the dragon tattoo um, because that is the subject of heartbreak that is what is really going on that's what we're being that's what we're talking about our our entry into the movie is uh this main character daniel craig like he is our he is our main character in this film like she is the she is she is a main character but she is secondary to him and so the person that i'm meant to associate with is him and especially since i am a and fincher is a gen xer like that's what he's connecting with me over and so like for me like, there's basically three things that can happen in any movie either uh someone who is bad changes into someone who is good someone who is good changes into someone who is bad or someone who is uh bad fails to change into someone who is good and that's a tragedy and that's and what then this is the other one where it's somebody who is good but gets into a lot of hijinks <laughs> like any Burt Reynolds film. That's the thing. Good guy, hijinks, right? Yeah, like the, the, the if, if, if he, the movie the movie says, Mikhail, can you change? And he goes, <laughs> No. Can you make it to Miami? <laughs> and that's that is what that is what like the character fails to change. That's what a tragedy is. And the person who pays for it is Lisbeth. Like that's, that's like, he's like, I'm a totally fucking broken asshole who's messed up his whole life. And now I'm in this horrible situation. Okay. Where are you at the end? Same place. 
Oh, he's almost like William, <laughs> William Hurt in broadcast news. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's just a train wreck. He's a train wreck, and the the price like as I am that person, right? Uh, the movie is saying, "Hey Gen Xer, hey Gen X male, look at the boat you're missing right here." Like you, you have been so self-involved with your own small problems that you, you, you miss the fact that people are suffering and you do nothing to help them, even though the responsibility of the world is passing to them. Like that's the, that's the millennialness of the, of the millennial trilogy. They I don't, assume. You know what they needed? They needed mimes because the mimes <laughs> reminded him to do that. Right. Stop and look at us. And, oh Yeah. Imagine that, like on a train, a mime comes by. No, that's it. That's it. But Man that's the truth. Of I mean, they were like Greek uh, chorus. It was just there to help, you know, oh, 100%. stop you. Yeah. Blow, blow, up, blow up style, like that movie is like, and I, I can totally get not liking this movie, Chris. So blow up. Like, it's like that movie is basically there to slap the audience in the face from beginning to end. Like it is an unpleasant uh, grating uh, hard and ugly movie that messes with like, messes with you scenes, constantly. Brilliant scenes, like when he she's on the floor and her partner, the painter, is making love to her, but she looks at him as though like, oh, you know, it kind of wish it was you on top of me in a way. But right. then at the end, he's like, "Will you ever leave him?" She's like, "Nah." Meaning, <laughs> if you left him, you'd come to me. And she's like, "I would never." I mean, I might look at you and not. That's make the same girl like, from. That's the same girl from the servant, by the way. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I knew I, I knew I knew her from someplace. That's a good one. Yeah. And yeah, the servant the servant really hangs with you, doesn't it? Yeah, the servant way better film. <laughs> <laughs> Same period. Way better Same film. Yeah, yeah. Like a year like, apart. Guys, yeah. I'll be honest yeah. with you. That type of sound design and work, camera work, I'm telling you, it influenced a lot. I you even Don't on the disagree. Scales, Don't disagree. I, yeah. I completely agree with you on that. Yes. That was a beautiful, those moments were so enchanting because you realize it's life threatening, but at the same time, then you do it all over again, but with pictures. And it's like, yeah. holy moly. And then they play the leaves and the breeze, and you're like, oh, oh my beautiful. God. Yeah. It's you know, if they had, you know, uh, a deep learning AI denoiser, they could have solved that problem. With this so <laughs> much that it's interesting <laughs> you, you thought you said that because when I looked at the process where you had to blow up things, yeah. what a pain in the ass that was. <laughs> oh, good. I if was they, like, if, man, just do. Yeah. Okay. I know how to do this. Yeah. yeah. There's a Topaz thing that's it's been advertised on Facebook. They didn't have Facebook, I guess, back in 1966. So he no, it's, it's 73 when they came out. But yeah, the, yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, yeah, the, you need to remake this and call it Uprez. <laughs> enhance. 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 Yeah, enhance, enhance, enhance. Three words, title. There it is. Enhance, enhance, enhance. Yeah, but like I, actually, now, you know, the thing about enhance, 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 and, we, and people, especially in the CG industry, used to laugh because it's, you know, you can't. It's like you can't make pixels out of nothing. Well, it's like right. actually now you yeah you can, can. <laughs> <laughs> totally can. <laughs> oh yeah, the enhanced thing in Sh Sh uh, <laughs> Kiki brings Blade it up. Runner? Blade Runner. It's like yeah. wait a minute. Not only does he enhance, he it goes in corner. corners. Yeah, <laughs> goes around you corners. Go around a corner in a photograph. Well, what's what's awesome is that like MIT actually just built a camera that does that. Like, yeah, it interprets it, like it, it interpolates the directionality of the of the of the other photons in the room and oh, reconstructs yeah, but the room. Right. That. They actually have like basically it's a photon radar. 
Yeah, exactly. That's so cool. It's wild. So like, I'm I'm now I assume that that's the kind of camera that was taken with, and it's actually a a little holographic uh, uh, image that's being printed out on a Polaroid for some reason. Right. (laughs) Holographic Polaroid from MIT. Right. Yeah, that's right. Enhance. Enhance. Go 72 to 63. There's also go down, a, do, you think, do you think there's going to be a point in like 50 years where people will take a film like Blow Up, scan it, recreate the 3D scene from there, right? Rebuild the actual and then reshoot it in a different way. Oh, yeah. I think that's coming in five or six years. Like, I, yeah, like I, I, so I truly awesome. think, like, I, I checked about it before, but like, in within five years, like, for instance, famously, uh, Magnificent Ambersons is. Uh, one of Wells' greatest movies, but it's like 30% of it is reshot by the studio, and that 30% yeah. is super shitty, and it's totally obvious that it's reshot. Uh, but the notes for what to actually do like and the back of the soundstage when he's when he's uh sledding <laughs> that's so good, <laughs> right? When they go on a sled and then he looks yeah. up, you can see the end of the psych and yeah. like all these like, lights, and like I, I don't think you can see a crew member eating a hoagie, but it's yeah, definitely it's more like but it's I think that you could you could easily reconstruct uh, Ambersons to be the movie that that uh, can rather that uh, Orson Welles wanted it to be using te- using the technology that's coming out now. Like yeah. you, like you like there will be a release of Magnificent Ambersons in ten years that is Orson Welles' intended version, and then thirty percent of the movie is uh, done in uh, is rendered uh, you know in Unity or whatever it is. You know, like that's the like I think that that kind of uh, uh, changing of stories and recasting, post recasting people and all that stuff is definitely like right around the corner. Like you can, like you know, no more Godfather Three problems where Sofia Coppola is terrible. You, like you can, you can now recast her as Winona Ryder today and deepfake Winona Ryder into that. There's so many, uh, there's so many things so of like we fixed this thing, we fixed right. this thing with deepfakes. Right. What was that? No, I, I didn't mind her role in Godfather 3 because I thought she was so beautiful. I, I always liked her. No, I don't think she's that bad. I mean, the movie has a problem. I haven't seen the uh, the recut of that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch that sometime this week. Did we lose our, 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 still, our no, still stream? Gone. It got a little hiccup. Oh, okay. It's still gone. But, the, you know, okay. um, yeah, no, like, I think that, like, the way that I tend to think about that stuff is that it it just becomes a new movie. You know, uh, yeah, I think I think we're good, right? Anybody out there? Yeah. Uh, can you yeah, see that? There's just a little bit. I'm just looking at the delay between when I typed it in the chat and when it comes up on the screen. Right. Um, yeah, hiccup. Yeah, okay, yeah. we're back on. Uh, but yeah, like I like uh, when these when a movie gets released that's been changed or recast or recut or whatever it is. Like I just think of it as a new movie. You know, it's like I, I don't think of it as the old movie. Like you know, Apocalypse Now is now uh, three recuts, and you know I watched the latest one. Um, I forgot what it's Apocalypse Now Final Cut, right? And I was like, this is not a very good movie. It doesn't hurt Apocalypse Now for me. As long as Apocalypse Now, the original edit, is still available, then I'm totally on board. You know, or Blade Runner. There's like seven edits of Blade Runner. And I like the latest one, so that's the one I choose to watch. But they're all independently, you know, movies that people narration, no narration, whatever. It's all separate versions. Right. And I don't need one to be the dominant one. I'll just watch the one that I want to watch. Right, right, right. What is it? When something, you know what it is? I think with um, Blow Up, there's, and this discussion tonight was great. I just, 
I don't know what it is that resonates with me so much with Blow Up. And it's not because Paige and Becker and it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's that, that sequence up on that little park mm-hmm. and the, the kind of recreation is still, it, it's very, not traumatizing, but it's so uh, nerve wracking and engaging that I always like go to that. Like, and his yeah. character, he just kind of explores because I felt like I was doing it with him. But that type of storytelling, or at least there's something about films. You always remember the films and they go through your head over and over again, but you try to find what's the social implication. What is, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I like, I don't want, I mean, for me, I mean, I totally understand not digging blow up for sure, but like, I also, oh, yeah. don't, I, don't, I don't want blow up to be any more accessible. Like I want it to be exactly what it is, which is like I because because I tend I like movies that are violent towards me, you know I like movies that are upsetting and I like well, watching stories. It's like, I mean the 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 slightly more mainstream version of this is like if you like Taxi Driver, like you like a movie about a murdering almost pedophile, you know, and uh, and I like those kinds of movies because they uh, make like they. They challenge what I think about myself and the heroic values that I would like to believe that I have. Um, when I'm suddenly watching this other person who is clearly a bad person, um, but we're the film is treating them as a hero, and I'm still relating to them. Like that evokes things in me that are upsetting and self-analyzing. I I know what you're trying to do to compare Taxi Driver, to, but I don't think it's the same. I don't have the same emotional response to that. Oh, I totally get. I mean, I totally get you. Absolutely. I mean, like, Blow Up is a, is a really aggressive movie, and like and, and Tony Eddy movies are are very much like that. Um, but that's the, but that's what his in. That's, I think that's what his intent is. As much like know what his intent is. Like that movie is definitely, uh, it's alienating and ugly, and ugly sort of spiritually ugly. Its statement is ugly, and the main character is a horrible, horrible villain. Well, um, part of me, part of me feels that you know, when I watch when I watch this film, yeah. like it's in the, shot in the sixties, is like, was this behavior more tolerated back then? You know, or maybe well, no. that's, I mean, that's, yeah, yes, I'm sure yeah. that's true. But like, I also don't think that it, like, I also don't think it's like, uh, like it's tolerated, but. It, the movie is still d- trying to make him into a scumbag. Like, I know like it's, it, it's it even was worse hard, today. Like, I kept questioning: is like, is he really trying to be come off as a scumbag? Because in Taxi Driver, it's clear that he's a scumbag. In right. this one, it felt like, like I don't know if he's a scumbag or not, but he certainly doesn't. He's not someone I want to go on a canoe trip with. That's for damn sure. Right. right. I mean, like the, the movie seems ambiguous as to whether the movie thinks he's a scumbag. Is I think on purpose. Like the movie is not ju- like t- Travis Bickle. Like what's really interesting with Taxi Driver, like like it's uh, Taxi Driver knows that uh, Travis Bickle is a is who he is, right? But also, it's an incredibly likable character. Like I enjoy watching Travis Bickle as fucked up as he is. Like it's not like he's not a likable good he's person. Not sophisticated though. When he takes her to the porn theater, he doesn't know. He's childlike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like there's, so there's, like, there's, there's something there's enjoyable problem. about yeah. watching him, whereas like there's nothing enjoyable about watching the guy in blow up. Like he is, he is well, a person no, you want to be around. He has, he has a sense of power. He has power. He is obviously beautiful women and other people um, right. uh, want it. He's like a rock star in a way. Right. Right. And maybe he doesn't know how to, obviously he doesn't know how to handle right. um, his power and what he's doing. Um, but 
you know, uh, do I think he's selfish pain in the ass and, you know, he raped some girls? Yeah. But it's like he was put in this position of power. You know, a lot of people yeah, at that like, time, 60s photographers were big deal, you know, it, and it, it they were taking, like rock stars. Right. And then so, like, I think that well, what he's trying, what Antonio is trying to do is sort of like take a normal person, like anyone who would watch the movie, right? And take their um, take their personality and sort of up the contrast in of that personality into extremes, right? So it's but really visible what is do wrong. Do you think? I actually think I'm wondering if Antonioni wanted it him the character to be a rock star because sure. at that time, and but he, you couldn't sell it and you couldn't find it. You know, it, you'd have to get the music and all that stuff. That's why they put right. the yard work at the end. But it right. was just like. I kind of wonder if it was the way he was with those girls and throwing the costumes around. Right. It was like, like in the dressing room. Right. You know? like, like, imagine if that was Bowie, right? Yeah. 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 Like imagine if the movie was Bowie. Like you would, it would, you would, you would be instantly more likable, even though he's doing the same things. Right. Like yeah. you could and, be like, oh, Bowie. I'm going people- to go one step further. You know how much of an asshole and a rock star this guy thinks he is in this movie? And you're all sitting here thinking, what a fucking asshole and rock star this guy is. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about the entire film and about that's Antonio. Exactly. Yeah. Then we, then we act, then you and I agree on the film 100%. Like, because that film that's is noxious. Yes. And it's yes. raping my brain. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you treating me like I am the pity on and I'm, and, and I have to be a peon to not understand. No, it, it has sophisticated themes and you know, some people can't grasp that. And that yes, is I understand. Don't, don't tell him that Eric, don't tell him that it's just going to make him feel bad. We, we, we said before, before you got online, we don't want that to make him yeah. feel bad. About you it. don't, as Dan says, you don't have to like, there are a lot of films. Uh, I just, for me, there's a lot of uh, that film that resonates with me. And I, it's, it's more about what, the how Antonioni cut and presented yeah. that world that resonates like right. I, and I just find it really I, yeah, like, yeah it's 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 really it's it's incredibly it's beautifully alienating and frightening to me it's scary and it's and still that's what amazing. I like about it. Right. Like you see this, what appears to be a murder with still images back and right. forth, but you're like, holy Christ, like you saw. And then the the image of the body that maybe is, and she says, oh, it could be an abstract painting. Yeah. The point is you buy that and you are scared. Yeah. It's, it's like I mean, the big photo that was blurry. <gasps> when, when he is driving around in his hot shit little car through the shittiest parts of the city, like that, I'm already freaked out. Like the the dissonance in this movie is 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 really really high you know and 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 so the movie is essentially it's a it's a moral horror movie to me and yeah. uh and 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 it's you know it's beautifully shot and wonderfully executed uh but it is incredibly oh yeah i think it's great i think it's great i think everything about this movie is incredibly well made um if i were to be critical of the movie at all it's like the only way for me to enjoy this movie is intellectually like there's no way that I'm going to care about David Hemmings in this movie. I think he does a really great job, you know, but I'm, but I'm not made to care for him. And the, whereas like something like girl, with the dragon tattoo or taxi driver for that matter, like the genius of taxi driver is that I do empathize with Travis Bickle, you know, and like, I do feel the ra- I understand the rage that he feels not, not, not for the same reason. Driver. If it Without, wasn't for the film. Absolutely, totally. But I, I think mean, it's like, 1966. Yeah, they weren't making movies like this. Like this, no this is the way. first. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because I mean, soon after this, you get things like uh, French Connection. I've talked about this this week. Like French Connection is about a racist murdering cop, played by Gene Hackman, and he's the hero of the movie you're watching. 
right? And because it's a super fast paced, like, you know, like we got to stop these fucking drug dealers movie. Um, it has some of the best action scenes ever made and the best representation of New York in that time period. And it's super exciting. Roy Shatter's like Roy Shatter's his buddy. So maybe he's a good guy on the inside. And then the end of the movie is like, no, he's a fucking asshole. Just like we've been telling you the whole time. And you identified yeah. with him anyway, dickhead. <laughs> you know, like I love that kind of movie. I love it. And so like, I think that between this, it's, this is my favorite thing about the, this pairing, Eric is like the debate that we got into over dragon tattoo versus blow up is spectacular to me just because like, Oh yeah. I, 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 I love the pairing. Spectrum. Yeah. I love like, the pairing. And I also love the fact that we disagree on so much about it. Yeah. On both of the awesome. films because that's something, an important part of what we need to do. Yep. Uh, so, so it was good. I mean, I think it was, you know, hilarious. Jason put up a big popcorn sign when he saw it. <laughs> no, it's super. Uh, I, this, this, I, I hope everyone knows that I fucking love debating like that. I love it. And I thank you for yeah. all, all engaging me with on that. That's really, really. Yeah, fun. no, that's, that's the whole point. That's yeah. the whole, that was, that's, uh-huh. that's what I, when we got on this, I was like, oh, I know this is going to be a good one. Yeah. It's going to be a saucy one, man. I get, I get excited. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a good, super, super good thing. I'm, I'm sorry that I, I didn't convince anybody, but I will write a giant tract on Facebook and you can you don't, exactly, <laughs> you don't have to convince anyone. You, don't, you know what you did do, though? This is what you did do is you brought back the girl with a dragon tattoo for me. I think mm. that was a film that I, you know, like I said, I was like, I put it in the, in the, in the okay. It was, it was on the B side. B, Fincher B side. Okay. All right. And now right. like, Shit, this is a good film. Now yeah. it's hard to watch because there's a lot of raping going on, and that's <laughs> there's a lot. Yes, yeah. there's a lot, a lot of uh, horrible, horrible, horrible. Yes, yes. Rape scenes are hard for me to watch on. Film I, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> they Something should be. Not, I'm not. I'm not like the villain and or the, yeah. the the perceived villain, as you would say that. Right. It makes them hard to think of someone struggling. Right. right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So, did you like Irreversible? No. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, but no, I don't like to watch that film. So. Yeah, that, that, that is hard. A hard to watch. A, I think it's a really well-made film. I'm, uh, I God, I wish I knew what to think about that that filmmaker. Um, what's his name? Um, Gaspar Noir. Gaspar Noir. Like he, I like him a lot. Well, I think he's he's extraordinary. Like technically, he's unbelievably good. And uh, and I really loved, in particular, Enter the Void. I think Enter that's the Void my favorite. Is a fucking that's masterpiece. Yeah. Um. Uh, but like, Irreversible is is I I, I feel a little bit. Like I'm a, I definitely love how well Irreversible does what it's doing. I feel a little bit like Chris about Blow Up. I'm just like that is so so unpleasant. I don't know if it was worth it for me. Like I mean, it was just like good Jesus. I never want to see that again. And there's and, no repercussions. Yeah. Well, that's I mean that's part of the movie. That's part of what's I mean. I and I get it. I get it. I mean, I'm totally on board with the, with the movie. Like that movie validates like there's an extremity to which. I find movies too unpleasant to watch that like that and Henry Porter versus serial killer. Probably not going to watch them again. I'm super glad they exist and I totally validate what they're doing. I think that's fantastic. Uh, but it's that, it, that is some hard fucking shit to watch. That's really hard. You know, um, and not just for the, for the, the, the worst of the scenes, but even for just like the fucking fire uh, extinguisher to the face. Like I was like, that was the most brutal. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I and I really agree with what Irreversible is saying, and w- which is like the vengeance that uh, that he goes on uh, after that is both understandable and horrifyingly sad because it's incorrect. 
<laughs> you know, it's just he's just passing on the pain to somebody else. I'm now. gonna make a request that we don't talk about that film on Martini Giant because yeah, no, it's not watched again. Which I yeah. mean, I <laughs> have to, but I don't. Which one? Irreversible. Irreversible. Yeah, we're not watching that. No, yeah. I highly recommend to anyone who's not seen it, and yeah. also I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, but let's let's you know. I don't want to beat a dead horse uh, or any. I don't know if that metaphor works or <laughs> disturbing in this uh, film. Uh, but uh, we do have lots of time still to, but I want to talk about a couple of things that have, uh, have happened. So um, we did do uh, our, our anime episode with, with Lily. We did do uh, 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 Akira and the promised Neverland. Mm-hmm. Uh, the promised Neverland season two is out by the way. So, for Oh, those- awesome. So those of you on uh, Hulu, uh, we've watched the uh, the first two episodes are out. Uh, the, probably by the time this comes out, three or, because it's, we're always delayed. It'll be it's coming out every Thursday uh, as a new episode. Uh, that is, uh, it's pretty good. It's like it gets really interesting. So if those of you guys who want to continue getting into the Promised Neverland, that's uh, a good show. I like that show. I know Eric, you didn't quite get into it as much, but I believe your daughter would really love it. So you should let she should let her know about it. Yeah, no, I, I was I was definitely a big fan. I am, and tell Lily I'll be I'll have I'll have notes for her on season uh, season two. That sounds great. Uh, wait, Jason said back when I googled Bad Boy Bubby, I saw that it was uploaded to a porn site. Wait, reasonable, <laughs> reasonable. I understand that. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, yeah, that is an that's an upsetting that that's another one where it's just like the movie comes so close to me wishing that I hadn't seen it, and then it pulls out just in time, and then I'm like, oh my god, I'm so glad I saw this movie. <laughs> yeah, like talk yeah. about riding a razor's edge, man. I was about I might turn this off and read about what happens. <laughs> I know because it starts off like a like a fucked up existential play in that room, and then like when he gets out, is like, oh my god, uh, yeah, so uh, so yeah. good. So good. hard, hard watch, but absolutely terrific. And along the same lines, I felt the same way about um, uh, what's the, I always forget the uh, the shoes one. What, what's the the British one about uh, the guy who comes back? That was good. That was terrific. Oh, oh Dead Man's Shoes. Dead Man's Shoes. Love yeah. that all the time. That is a, that is a terrific trip. That was a great film, and you know those are things, and that those are uh, suggestions that were brought to us by our audience members, mm-hmm. uh, and those are films that neither of us had seen. I don't, no, none of us had seen. Bad none Bad of us had seen. Yeah, no, right. None of us had seen Dead Man's Shoes either. Yeah. So those are the kind of films that I like. Uh, you know, we I, we could definitely use another one of those at some point. Yeah, for sure. So for if sure. any of you guys uh, out there listening, if you bring a film that all three of us have not seen but is worth is is has belongs in the Martini Giant uh, catalog, uh, mm-hmm. we should definitely have that out there. Well, the um, is, you put, you put those films out there. You put even like uh, 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 what's the other one we did? Uh, the Australian one. Oh, Wake and Fright. Wake and Fright. Yeah. 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 Those are hard films. To- I, I love them. I love them. Yeah. Like, I, I like, I like the movies that make me uh, want to turn off the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely true. That's definitely true. Uh, and McMonkey Man along the um, Promised Neverland says, uh, uh, yeah, it was good. I also promote Great Pretender on Netflix, uh, which is about con artists. Sounds is good. That, is Great Pretender another anime as well, uh, Monkey Man? Uh, oh, and Skaki also in the meantime asks, uh, "Have I seen uh, Get, 
Uh, get Carter. I love uh, Get Carter. Uh, yes. Carter. Love Get Carter. Hello, Carter. <laughs> that is another, that is definitely right up my alley right there. That's a good one. That's the good soundtrack one. is pretty amazing. Oh, you know, the movies I was thinking we have to do is we should do both um, Funeral in Berlin and what's the first one? Um, and Ipcris File. Those movies are fucking great. I love and, those movies. Yes. Uh, Look well, down to, to email to me so I can put it on the list because I'm not going to remember now. No, Ipcris, yeah, have you not seen the Ipcris file? The Ipcris file with Michael Ken? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh it's man, you got a treat coming. I'll, send you, I'll definitely yeah. knock, alert you on that one. That's good. Right. So the other thing we should you know be aware, uh, you know, obviously uh, films that are you know hidden gems that are available on uh, the the standard streaming networks mm-hmm. and i'm going to include uh netflix hulu hbo max and i guess uh criterion channel we have to include criterion channel yep. disney maybe but disney is so predictable i don't there's nothing on disney that's not like yeah, disney is what if we just pick fine. movies that are only available through the library of congress yeah, <laughs> that's it. Just all the way, all and everything. Well, I think if we get movies along those lines, it would be it would be good. But like we've done some great pairings. Like this was a really good idea because yeah. I knew it was gonna like oh my god, so much, so yeah. much stuff came out of this. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, that was, uh, that was tasty for sure. Yeah, but uh, but if we have other ideas, I mean, we could definitely use them. So anyone on the chat who thinks of things that we should do, get Carter, Sexy Beast, double feature. That's a pretty good. Oh one. yeah, Sexy Beast, right. another brand. Sexy Beast is a good. I haven't one. seen. That. I, I, now I want to see Sexy Beast again. Now the I same director that. did uh, uh, Under the Skin. I'd like to yep. see what the what that oh, combo is. Right. Yep. Yeah, he's he's really something. Major. Yep. Yep. Absolutely fantastic. He also did um, Birth with uh, Nicole Kidman. That's which uh, I li- I liked, but I I don't remember it super well. I should probably see that again now. The Killing of the Sacred Deer. Oh, that's Yorgos Lanthimos. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, that's I like that. Great film. I'm I'm a big fan of all his movies. Like he is uh, like the Lobster and all that yeah. stuff. It's just just off putting, terrific, terrific. I love films. the Lobster. Yeah, that's like I will never forget John C. Riley having to stuff his hands in the toaster for masturbating. That's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in a movie. (laughs) But directors that challenge you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is that I I do think that there's more and more of that coming through on streaming. Um, And, uh, but I do, I do feel like we are, you know, we're thanks to uh, over 10 years of superhero films. uh, We are still stuck in a, stuck in a wave of, self-reinforcing value films where like it's about heroes who do the right thing and you feel great that they did the right thing and i love that it's totally awesome the untouchables star wars all the marvel films fantastic but uh what i need more of in my life is shit that makes me upset (laughs) which sounds weird because we're living in an upsetting world but it but it really helps uh, me understand where uh, skaky said uh come i care is that correct no come i care Come, I don't know. Come, I don't, I don't know. know what that is. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. That sounds good. Okay, so there's a film. There's oh, two. And Z by Col- yes, and Z. I just want to highlight. He also recommends Z. Z is terrific. Okay, terrific. Z is really good. So I have two because I, I I have a I'm a big francophile in terms of films, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. Is uh, uh, 
how about a Monty Python on Austin Powers episode? <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't bring up Austin Powers and Blow Up. How did that happen? Oh my God, that's right. <laughs> how did that happen? Oh so my, my God. Said, I was thinking about that. I was like, that, yes, Austin Powers is like, like <laughs> he is Austin Powers. Just move it, move it, move it. Like the way he's yelling at her. Straight out of like, I was like, oh my God, Austin Powers ripped it off from Blow Up. I, I didn't even realize that. It was like, wow. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh yes. man, Alan Partridge, Austin Powers, There is a. I I am going to uh, recommend uh, a French film that. Okay, there's two De Balio films that I'd like to recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is Sortez vous montrer. Take out your handkerchiefs. I think I believe is the. American. Oh yes, that's the that is the American translation of that. Yep. Yeah, I, and I, I believe have not, I have not seen these. I have not seen that movie. Okay, so that if that's a movie. That is both a comedy and makes you feel horrible about yourself. That's a good one. <laughs> I love but it. If you really, if you really, and it's very funny. Uh, but if you want to take your it, handkerchiefs, yeah, yeah get, uh, get out your handkerchiefs. And then the other one is, uh, oh God, uh, shit. Um, I don't know what the American title. I think is the, uh, the no, the French title is Les Walsers or the the, the Walsers, but I think it's called something else. Les Going Places is the American title. 19, Going Places, yes. 1974, not available anywhere. Like, I can't find any place that you can see this. It is talk well, about a film about horrible, horrible, horrible people <laughs> in <good>. comedy. <laughs> uh, and this is, and, and this is, you know, after everything I said about, uh, did, you, did, did you see that, uh, Skinky? Nope. He said he, he put it in there. He's like, yeah. If you've seen that movie, uh, uh, it was remade recently by John Turturro. Uh, Refusing his role in Big Lebowski. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. That's right. Going places. Okay, yeah, that's right. He plays. Uh, he redoes his uh, his uh, the Jesus from Big Lebowski. Oh, yes. Okay. I saw the trailer for that. I was wondering what. Okay, that was so about. so yeah. it is a okay. Just to give you a synopsis, because it's really going to be hard to see. But basically, the synopsis is is Depardieu and this other guy, and they're both horrible people that are basically thugs, right? They mm-hmm. they just they walk around, they mug people, they do horrible things, and they get away with it every time, <laughs> right? And they treat everyone horribly, Beautiful. and you laugh at them, and you laugh with them because of the way the tone works and, th- and then they do these horrible things as they go through the entire film and you're like what is going on and they meet this girl who become falls as being part of them and it's just there's so much stuff going on and there's all these little stories and it's just great it just is a crazy film well that and, sounds like something we should do this would, yeah uh, i don't know if anywhere to find it I'm, yeah you like rent it yeah, these things just fall off the plate for these companies. You know, this is the problem with this stuff. I mean, like, we'll have to, um, there might be, you know, Canopy actually has, uh, well, like, out of, out of print stuff. Because it's part of the, it's li- yeah, it's library so, yeah. sourced. Okay, so. Uh, we can look that up. There's a DVD that you can buy. Mm, okay. That's not going to work for us. Uh, I can't, I can't. If, if anyone can figure out where we can rent this, so that, because obviously we can't talk about a film that no one else can see and they have to, you know, goose it some, some, I don't know. It's just hard to, to figure that out. I don't know. Oh, wait, the, oh, another, gosh, we should, I wonder if we should tackle this one. This one's a, this one's a tough one. Have you ever seen um, uh, Gene Hackman 
And oh, what I just one second. It's uh, the name just dropped into my head. This Domino Terry. <laughs> nope, not that one. Uh, one second. Oh, but it is a, it is a famous film, Skiki, in France. You said it's a very famous film in France, right? So so everyone knows about it, and it, yeah, it is uh, or or infamous film, shall we say, because it is kind of uh, uh, controversial, even for French people. <laughs> Controversial even for French people. <laughs> I like the sound of that. <laughs> That's right, Skaggy. You're controversial even for French people. <laughs> think- Carnival. What's Robot Carnival as a suggestion? We're hoping that Fincher would make it into a franchise. You think that was the, the initial push to redo that kind of stuff? Oh, no. well, I'm sure, I'm sure that that's how he convinced people to do that. Yeah, and uh, uh, I think that, like, I'm sure the studio wanted a franchise out of it, but it, it's it definitely soft performed. Like, it made a fair amount of money, but about half as much as they hoped it would. And so then they made uh, Girl with um, Girl in the Spider's Web, which is uh, a bad movie, uh, well directed, well made, well shot, and bad, which is weird, but it's true. I, uh, I recommend people checking it out just to see how easy it is to fuck up something that shouldn't <laughs> seem to be working. <laughs> um, hang on for one second. I got to look up this. Oh, it's such a good movie. And I thought oh, it is Gene Hackman. I'm going to, okay, give me 10 seconds. I'm going to get this movie. Okay. I'm writing down uh, the, uh, 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 the, uh, uh, the suggestions we have so far. So I have Robert Conrad, ah, your handkerchief. There was a couple, there was a Monty, Monty Python, Austin Powers. I'm going to do that. Uh, the movie I'm thinking of is Gene Hackman in Night Moves. Yes. Uh, oh, which I've is a f- fucking terrific movie. Soundtrack. Yeah, that is a great film, a very upsetting movie and a very inappropriate movie. Um, but a really, really uh, like that's a, that's a, that's a, it's a, that's a hard watch movie and it's fantastic. And I was reminded of it thanks to uh, Skaki saying um, that he thought blow up was like watching paint dry, which reminded me of the line that Gene Hackman says in that movie, which is, I saw a rumor film once. It was like watching paint dry. So thank you, Skaki. You kicked it back up in my head. <laughs> Long way around, but write that one down. That's a good right, one. I'm writing, I'm writing a bunch of things down. Night moves. Uh, get Carter, sexy beast. Night Moves is uh, Penn, right? Arthur Penn? Arthur Penn. Arthur Penn. With yeah, a, and that's, uh, uh, they, that was with James Woods. James Woods, yep. Uh, Melanie Griffith. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. I love that film. And that actually, that house they shot James Woods' character in was Graham Parsons' house. Oh, weird. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. and he was out in the desert and he died. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. That's so it was really... literally his house. Yeah, they that... Borrowed. It's 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 terrific. It's terrific. Yeah, it looks, and that it looks, looks guy terrific. and the plane stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. That, that then before anyone just goes out and rents this thing, like this movie seems. I've like seen that like three or four times. Oh, uh, it's true. I, I'm a huge Graham Parsons fan, and that's what mm. attracted me initially to it through lore. Like, oh, they used his house, and he went to the desert, and he died from a heroin overdose right. while they were shooting his house. Oh, that's fucking crazy. That's crazy. Well, like I do recommend it to everybody in the uh, in in who's listening, the um, it is definitely not a movie you could release today without there being big problems because the movie is about uh, more or less the 
degradation of Gene Hackman's soul. <laughs> and um, it starts out as like an interesting detective story and turns into a very strangely depressing movie with featuring a, I believe, maybe 16 or 17-year-old Melanie Griffith. Uh, yes. And very much naked and very much the center of attention. And it's really, it's gross and upsetting. Like it's very, the whole thing is gross and upsetting. Uh, so I want to warn people about it before they just go out and read it. If Either you're way, into being upset, it is a great film. I rewatched um, Death Wish the other day and I was like, it's Jeff Goldblum. I keep forgetting. Oh yeah. He's one of the heavies. It's hysterical. Right. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum is a heavy. That's incredible. <laughs> and, uh, what's his name in it too is Christopher Guest. But I always, I remember seeing him before. Oh but, yeah. Because uh, he plays like, he oh. spent, yeah. Here's your yeah, no, Death Wish with uh, with uh, Bronson. Yeah, Chuck Bronson. Yeah, yeah he's a, uh, uh, well, Christopher Guest is in fucking uh, the long, was the Long Riders. He's like one of the the guys that shoots uh, Jesse. Yeah, it was just like Jesus. What's he doing in this thing? That's so wild. Yeah, like it's it's strange. The, the whole this whole period of the eighties where these movies that sort of slipped through the cracks. Yeah, seventies and like everybody like later became famous. And now you're like. What the fuck is that? Like, I was watching uh, Gargoyles, right? Super shitty horror movie made for TV. And Sam, what, like, what is it? Sam Shepard's in it? <laughs> I was like, Sam Shepard. What? movie we watched where we saw, and that, like, there's a bunch of muggers in a subway, and it was Sylvester Stallone was one of the muggers? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's Which great. one was that? That was uh, Bananas. That was bananas. Bananas, that's right. It was yeah. Bananas, like, a, a like. Wait, what? Oh, and I'm sorry, not Sam Shepard, Scott Glenn. It was Scott Glenn and Gargoyles. And like, and he's like this two-bit motorcycle thug, and they just like he wipes it on his motorcycle and rolls over, takes his helmet off, and you're like, Scott Glenn. <laughs> and, he's, and he looks like old Scott Glenn, even though he's 17 years old. It's oh, Bruce Willis is in the verdict. Who who's in the verdict? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is in the verdict. What? Yeah. That's yeah. insane. I've never yeah. noticed that. If you go to where James Mason, it's all the people in the, um, not in the jury, but are behind the crowd in the courtroom is front row is Bruce Willis with hair. Oh, that's fucking, that's. So all the courtroom scenes, do you just see behind James Mason as he stumbles, he grabs him and he's like, well, yes, yes, one moment, please. Yes. I, I have to Google that right now. Yeah. And you see Bruce Willis behind like, oh, <laughs> with hair. <laughs> Oh, wearing a mask. <laughs> oh, that's God, yes. Poor, poor Bruce. He didn't mean to offend anybody. No, he just forgot his mask. He just forgot his mask. Oh, there he is. Oh, my God. Bruce Willis. Oh, man. Yeah, he looks really, he looks really serious. Yeah, it's during the big speech. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's funny. Look at that. Yes. Oh, you see this? She jokes in the. Now, did you have. And it's very, yeah, I can't even do it anymore. I, my, my voice is blown out. I used to do a really great James Mason, but I think my days, my Mason days are gone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yep, there it is. Yeah. There you go. Uh, the, uh, the mask story, Skaki, is that, um, uh, that Bruce Willis was kicked out of a Rite Aid, which is a, uh, a pharmacy uh, uh, out here uh, for not wearing a mask. And uh, he later had to apologize because he basically walked into the store. He forgot his mask. And I said, yeah. you need a mask. And he goes, oh, crap, I'm not wearing a mask. And he ran out of the store because he, he forgot. forgot his mask. And that's that entire, like, that happens to anyone. He wasn't trying to be like, I'm an anti-masker. At all. He just forgot to wear his mask. Yeah, it just happened. That was the, the, of the two of the two big stories from the past two weeks. One of them was overthrowing the country. The other one was Bruce Willis not wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. I, I didn't catch that story, by the way. 
Oh, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. In yeah. any case, in any case. But yes, so uh, we got some good uh, suggestions coming in. Uh, we're definitely uh, looking forward to it. And also we want to reiterate our uh, uh, interest in um, uh, suggestions for live watch party uh, films. Yes. Um, uh, we'll send... take a different tone the, because yep. there are films that we can do where the, the, the dialogue or the, the is, is, you don't want to talk, over, talk over. Yeah. We yeah. can't, we, we couldn't necessarily talk over girl with a dragon tattoo or Tinker Tailor right. soldier spy would not be another one we could talk over. Right. Uh, like, but, we might but, go as far as the game. The game is if you're going to pick Fincher, the game or alien three, yeah. we might do that one. That's all right. Alien three. We could definitely talk over. I, I'm, uh, it's, can we take a poll really quick? Is there anybody who likes Alien 3 like I do? Because I do like Alien 3. What? I do. I, I like Alien 3 quite a bit. I don't think it's anywhere near as good as the first two movies, but I do, I do think it's a pretty good movie. Uh, I'd be yeah. happy to watch that. And I also want to make another pitch. I'm going to keep on pitching this until someone yeah. says it, is that I, I really do believe that we should at least do uh, uh, one watch party live stream of all of us watching uh, the last Twilight movie together. Like you don't even have to see all the other Twilight movies. You need to see the last one. I have never seen a movie like that. It is like you. It is like you did it as much mescaline as possible and had to hurriedly write a YA script. It is astonishing, absolutely astonishing. What that's as good as the as the swarm or anything else we could do. I promise. Is, you. is it is it on uh uh is it on Prime. I think it, I think maybe I think all the films maybe on Prime. I highly recommend the Twilight series. Uh, and can't uh, do it. it. And it's my my feelings uh, are uh, comp, complex, no, yeah. but definitely if you're watching, I've watch never one, seen any, so I, I'm willing to do it. Watch the last one. Actually, the last two I think are are key because they are they're they're completely they're they're like watching a strange Japanese anime. <laughs> like you're like what is happening and it's it's thoroughly amazing thoroughly i started amazing. watching uh uh attack on titans and it's so good oh i love yeah that's that's a great one oh so good fun. yeah <laughs> Skex says, lol this is torture <laughs> yes i know i know i'm sorry everybody <laughs> i see this is i'm daniel Craig. I'm Skeksis, you down. I, I see where are you based in 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 france because it seems like you were based in france because he mentions a lot of french films so i'm not sure whoop did we lose we lost your audio oh you yeah, know i'm here oh, okay all right sorry yeah but yeah, yeah, yes, he lives in France. He's uh, Skaki and I were just on a podcast together to talk about Thief, uh, the video game. Uh, there we go. There you and uh, and he's very, very active in that community and uh, very, very talented person. Yeah, I love, uh, I love. Uh, yeah, I'm a big Francophile. Obviously, I went to a French school for a long time. Um, and yeah, so some of the early Dupaldio films are, are are cool. But we should also, you know, there's some Alain Delon films and some Belle Alain Delon, yeah, badass dude. That yeah. guy's great. Badass dude. Absolutely, yeah. It was. Um, we were just talking about. Shoot, what was the? Um, is it Le Samurai that we were talking about doing? Yep. I think yeah. that, that's what that's on the list. Any of any the Circle of Rouge, uh, all that stuff, yeah. uh, or uh, or Army of Shadows, another great one. Uh, a bunch of good stuff that way. Yeah, Melville is absolutely tip top. I did. I didn't even really know about that guy until maybe ten years ago, and it was like. I was ex as excited to watch uh, his films and discover his films as I was like the first time I saw like 
Scorsese or I was just about to say guys. Scorsese. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely one of the great discoveries in the past ten years for me. Really, really blew my mind. It's a, like it, you get to a point, you know, like I've seen so many, so many movies that I, uh, you know, there's nothing left that I haven't checked out at least a little bit of, and uh, I'm always looking for guys like that. It really blew my mind. And oh. I think it was uh, uh, the Circle of Rouge that uh, that did it for me. Well, we've got some great suggestions. I'm going to start looking into these and see the what I did it for me. Yeah, do, for sure, for sure. Do these? Yeah, we can definitely look at that. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm all for it and, uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited. We need to also some get our, some of the fans didn't like blow up, but it's okay. <laughs> it's Listen, okay. No, well, hold on. Yes. We didn't like blow up, but I love the pairing of this film. Oh, it's perfect. It was it was very thing. And Eric, it was, you, you take, up. you take the fucking cake for, uh, uh pairing. For you've done pairings. some amazing pairings. Yeah. One hundred percent. And a sideline to uh, Skaki. Yeah, I'm uh, 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 Clouseau. Absolutely, he uh, made uh, the original uh, Wages of Fear, which Sorcerer is based on. If you guys want to watch Sorcerer or Wages of Fear, or do this both Let's together, do that. We'll happily do that. Those are two greats. Sorcerer is one of my all-time favorite films. Big, big, big freaking fan. There we right. go. Okay, All right, so, so everyone, ask a Wexler at some time. Oh yeah, anything Wexler shot, man. And also, I'm a medium cool fan as well. Yeah, like, that's what I was medium, thinking. Yeah. Medium cool is fucking man. That blew my mind. He that's gave a good a speech one. once at the film in Queen Long Island City. It was the the film institute there. The uh, and it was like '92 or something. And I remember I went there with a friend. It was like incredible. My head exploded. He was the coolest guy. Oh man, he's a hero, 100. Yeah, I mean, like, and I'm uh, I'm also a, a, a he just died. Robert, um, what's his name? Um, for medium cool, Robert Forster. Thank you. Uh, Robert Forster. Completely amazing. That movie. And uh, especially the bit when uh, uh, his girlfriend is saying, you know, when we were watching uh, Mondo Kane and, you know, all those uh, turtles had their, you know, their internal compasses turned all the way around by the atomic bomb. So they were walking away from the water and they're all going to, they're all going to just starve to death. Like why didn't the cameraman just like, you know, go in and like pick up, the turtles and turn them back around and Robert Forster is just all like bored and pissed off because I don't know, honey, there were Italian cameramen. <laughs> I want to see, I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see model shop. Oh model yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Hey, has anyone seen, what is it called uh, on Netflix with the, the new Clooney sci-fi film? Was it midnight sky? Oh, I have or... not seen that yet. Yeah. That looks not. up my alley. I love, I love, I love myself some Clooney. Have you guys seen uh, Shit's Creek? Yes, it's great. It's good. We just we started one last night. I couldn't stop laughing. My sister came over. Oh, it's totally up your alley. Yeah, totally up my alley, dude. It was like, yeah. how did I miss this? It was just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally, it's up totally, your alley. it's so great. Yeah, I gotta so. check that. We're we're clearing slowly, clearing through all the stuff that we're supposed to binge. Uh, I just finished. Um, what do you call we do it? A, a Lini Riefenstahl watch party? Oh, wouldn't that be great? I have a lot to say. <laughs> Lini Riefenstahl. She is a terrific photographer. I will stick by that. Absolutely. 
But oh, there's other, other other things to note about her character, which are <laughs> solid. Like what? Oh, uh, no, it's just a couple of friends she had. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, also, uh, I saw that on um, uh, Criterion, uh, Dawson City, Frozen in Time is on Criterion right now. I know. I love that film. Yeah, yeah I thought of you when I saw that. And yeah. I also highly, highly recommend their fucking amazing Afrofuturism collection, which yeah. is just incredible like if you want to like if you want to dip into some wild wild sci-fi material and some really beautiful films some really great films uh check out afrofuturism i'm finding as i get older i'm like i love the kind of the 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 brian eno kind of world of not it's just like the way the the films are like i can watch yeah yeah city frozen in time is so beautiful and it's just music and images and you're like oh my god it is so haunting, like those still shots from Blow Up. There we go. That's the that's the bookend we were looking for. <laughs> Dawson City Frozen in Time is an amazing story. It's true. Chris, I told you about that. Yes, I think you did. And now they found these country. old film reels in Alaska from the turn of the century. Yep. Oh yeah. And they yeah, because they used to send movies up there in the teens and the twenties. Because it was a log, a miners' town, right? And they um, like they left them there. miners, not miners. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, yeah. uh, and they left them there, and they were dug up. They were in an old swimming pool, and there oh, some films that were considered gone. Um, Portion survived. Silent wow. films. It's kind of like and, when they find old whiskey in the south in the South Pole. <laughs> yeah, right. Very exactly. Much like that. Um, <laughs> Uh, very much like that, but these are films and and not um, whiskey. But thanks, And but yeah, it's really cool because they put great music to it, and it's little chunks of these beautiful films. You know, uh, it's unbelievable how great some of those films look. Uh, Dan, I don't know if you saw it. No, I, I, I'm. Uh, it's uh, tops of my list right now. I thought of you. Yeah, I would watch it. You would totally watching. dig it because the yep. music and just some of the imagery. You're just blown away uh, by some of these images, like the films. Like it's yep. just, and they're really beautiful films. Even yep. though you're getting, and it's just even fragments of an image. You know, the negative. You're like, wow, it's a painting. It's awesome. And also, I just want to do a quick shout out. I just picked up uh, HBO Max because obviously that's where movies are going to be released now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I dug through the entirety uh, that I could find of their back catalog, and they are almost not man, they're not quite, but almost a criterion level of stuff. really like they yeah. have so many There's a lot of crossover between, uh, between HBO yeah. Max. Criterion. Like, point, I was actually wondering if I should keep Criterion, but the reason I like Criterion is that it organizes it really well, and it yes. does. Yeah. It puts and, these and for you. Criter- Criterion's way, way deeper and way more obscure, so it's right. it's worth it for that. But right. for like the, the headliner, anime, there's a huge anime collection on, on HBO Max, but Crunchyroll yep. is better. <laughs> yes, right, exactly, and same thing. So but I mean, uh, like, s- uh, like, go ahead. You signed. Pardon me. You signed up online, or did you go through the? Uh, Go online first. Do it online. Yeah. Okay, Chris. So create an account online. This is what I recommend. Create an account online, and therefore you have your your tied to HBO Max. And then when you go to your app on your Apple TV or whatever you're using, yeah. then you just log into that, and then it should work. Perfect. But yeah, I'm like I'm looking at the list right now just to give you a little cross section here. Like you got 
uh, let's see, got a, a couple of David Cronenberg movies, got Z, uh, which we mentioned before, uh, Whitnell and I, Wild Strawberries, Weekend, uh, the, uh, uh, yeah, what, well, the War and Peace, uh, the Russian version that I love so much, uh, uh, Through Glass, Darkly, Shame, Scenes from Marriage, Secrets and Lies, uh, Revanche, uh, Phantom Thread, Night Porter, Phantom My Night Thread. at Mods, you know, uh, Mas- Masculine Feminine there, we got like, uh, Marriage of Ava Braun, you know, like Loneliness and Long Distance this is all hbo max right and you have to do a lot of digging but there's a lot of good stuff in there Yeah, it's a huge library yeah it's, it's really a really huge great. library so i'm like uh yeah well okay i guess yeah. i have hbo max now honestly speaking they 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 came in really strong with that content yeah, that really blew, and and assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford which we try to mention on every single podcast yeah if, so then check that box. anyone who is on twitch right now who has not seen that film Please watch it. I actually went to Daniel Buck and I said, I think you're going to love this film because it's totally up his alley. He goes, I've never even heard of this film. What the hell is that? I was like, which movie? Uh, Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Yeah. I I think it is safe to say that we, like, I, I, I definitely say that is one of the greatest films I have ever seen. I can, I can say 100%. Yeah. That's like Godfather level material for me. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I'm glad that we got that out of the way. Uh, finally, towards the end, I would have been embarrassed to not have mentioned it as we closed the podcast. There it is. Jesse. Yeah, and it's tricky. If you've not seen that film, you are missing out on a big portion of cinema history <laughs> and most of my references. So there you yep. go. Just saying. <laughs> for sure. All right. So for those of you who uh, uh, have more suggestions, of course, and who are not following us on Twitch right now, first of all, definitely go on to Twitch and follow us if you have, if this falls into your time zone to do it. Uh, obviously, if we have people from France that are following us in the middle of the night, we much Thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, very <laughs> yeah. much. That's fantastic. Uh, but, uh, but we definitely appreciate it. But it's a lot of fun uh, to do this. And it's definitely a lot of fun to have you guys uh, live on Twitch. So remember, it is Twitch tv slash martini underscore giant that's where you can follow us we usually record on saturdays and if we're not recording a podcast we're doing a watch party uh and those are always fun as well and it's at 3 p.m pacific standard time that's gmt minus eight for those of you who are uh, looking at time zones but would love to be able to have you guys on again that's twitch.tv slash martini underscore giant for all our social networks you can follow us on facebook we are at facebook at facebook.com slash martini giant we are on instagram which is uh hold underscore. on martini, uh, at under, martini underscore giant and then we are uh, uh yep oh we lost oh, you blocked you. that that's all right you're we can still black. hear you. Well, we can. Unfortunately, we can't. The people on Twitch won't be able to hear him, but that's okay. Well, Eric, we'll get to you in a second uh, <laughs> uh, because you had to rejoin, so I have to do this. But I'm just uh, uh, okay. And then uh, the our our Twitter is uh, at, at Martini, Martini Giant. At Martini Giant, and of course, to email us is also a great way to do it. Uh, it is podcast at martinigiant.com. And of course, don't forget to go to martinigiant.com to check out all the images and podcasts. All that information there. I know that's a lot of information, but I appreciate it. Don't forget to share us uh, with your friends and let them know about this. Uh, and uh, I know, no Eric sketches. I know, We're Jason. We're working on the technology. We'll we see actually, what uh, Jason, we talked about uh, Eric is going to get a going to get a second camera for eric to uh, to show his sketches while we're going i have a whole idea how we're going to make this happen so it'll be it'll, it's go ahead eric you can hit me 
uh, Eric, Eric it, you're asking if anyone got their posters. So if uh, anyone, I, I, I just talked to Jason. He had not gotten his poster yet, but the posters are are guaranteed in the mail and headed towards you. <laughs> I swear to God, they are out there. They're they're flying towards you at this very second. Yeah, we'll get the second camera going, and and uh, it's going from there. So, unfortunately, Eric's audio cut out in the actual podcast at the end, but we can still hear him through the thing. But we'll 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 add his uh, his drink from another podcast. I'll just cut it in, <laughs> make it work. So let's uh, just put a little a little a little pause. Pour one out for our lost brother here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still here. But uh, anyway, I really appreciate it. All right, so we're gonna sign off. Thank you so much for joining us. Drink, talk. Drink. <laughs> 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 <laughs>